Oh, you didn't know? And your ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of certain ages, Triple Clowns proudly presents the beautiful Sarah Marie, Mrs. Big News, the truck stop burrito, AJ Ryder. And it's me, the D-O-double-G, Randall Johnson, alongside with Ryan Dickey, the fourth uh, member of the Triple Clowns, the fourth horseman of the apocalypse. There it is right there. He's showing it proud. And we are here to talk about the 147th Kentucky Derby. I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Very excited. I'm excited. That was so fake, Ryan. <laughs> All right. But we have a great lineup today. And if you guys don't know Ryan Dickey, you should by now. If you're watching our show, he's on it all the time. Uh, he is a former member of Horse Racing Nation. Now he's with Circus Sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into a little bit of his last year, a little bit later when we do our picks. But he's pretty reputable, I would say. So he's along for the journey like he was last year. Debatable. And great lineup. Thanks, we have a great lineup for you guys. We have, and we're doing it for the people this year. Uh, we usually have great lineups all the time. It's a great lineup this mm -hmm. year. The guys you might not see on TV or anything like that, but if you turn on their- Turn on YouTube, turn on any kind there. of podcast platform, you're going to see these guys. So. Yeah. And if they're not there, they're sitting in a track somewhere being professional handicappers. Yep. So we have Gas Station Sushi coming on, professional handicapper from Las Vegas. Tom and Tom Racing, doing a lot of stuff with Delaware Park right now. Rich- uh, from the Players Edge podcast, we have Joe from Away They Joe Show, Connor Mack doing a lot of things over at Pub Sports Radio, Jason Casa, our underground clown, doing his thing out there in Maryland, I believe, right? Yeah, yes. Jimmy the Bag, we all know him over at Pub Sports Radio, uh, Swift Hitters also coming aboard. You guys know that guy from uh, DGen Nation, and of course, Big Gary. So stay tuned if you guys want to just hear something in particular, look down and click on it. If you're already sick of me by now, I don't blame you. Just go to their picks. All right. All right. Well, good. let's get into it. All right. We got some incredible guests. We have Tom from Tom and Tom. You've, are you, if you've tuned into Pub Sports Radio and Razor Show, you've seen Tom on there. Um, he does a great job handicapping. We also have Gas, who's a professional handicapper as well. Gas Station Sushi, another one you've probably seen on Pub, Pub Sports Radio and Razor's show, giving out their picks during the week. So make sure to tune into their show. Well, we're excited to have you guys on our show to talk the Derby. Yeah, first time for Gas Station. Tom's been a veteran on the show. First, first time for Gas Station su Sushi. Welcome. He's out here in Vegas doing his thing. Every day, Ben on horses. He uh, knows a lot of stuff. If you haven't heard him, listen to him. You've heard Tom. You've heard him argue with us um, on things. And that's <laughs> a good thing for a handicapper to do. Uh, so these two guys, and like I said, we're going to bring the real, the real handicappers to, to, to the table today for everybody. We're bringing and you the people. Are, these are the leadoff hitters, I guess, right now with Tom and Tom and Gas Station. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Are we excited for the Derby or what? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> very exciting. Yeah, sounded. very exciting, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be going to be a great race. I think it's going to be fast and firm. Uh, get that weather out of here today. And it uh, looks like Saturday, Friday and Saturday are going to be pretty nice. So, yeah. Can't wait. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Um, let me ask Gas right away. I want to ask because it's his first time on and, I, and I've listened to a lot. Of, I know he's the old school guy in this. Not that Tom's not the old school guy, but he's been watching a lot of derbies, a lot of changes in the derbies. I want to start off by asking you, Gas, about the changes in the derbies, especially compared to 
let's say last year, I mean, is that like a throwout derby almost because of everything that happened? Or how do you feel about this year? Are there any changes you're looking at or anything like that with this derby? Uh, yeah, I think it is like a throwout, uh, you know, for the derby as well as the Oaks too. But because when it happened, the horses had all summer to kind of mature and really peak. Um, you're going to go back to a spring event here where the early bloomers are going to be out there and, um, and you're going to have some horses that aren't going to, are going to get better as the summer goes along after the triple crown is over and you'll see them, you know, do better, uh, run uh, bigger in the, like the Breeders' Cup Classic or other big races later on in the fall. So uh, last year, uh, one of my big bets was the under in the time because they posted up times that were spring-like and, and a fall event. And it, it won by like 15 lengths, you know, three wow. seconds. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that was an easy one, man. You probably knew when it comes easy, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's that that's a good that's a good thing. Um, anything in particular about what do you think about uh, like the the standards? I know we talked about this a little off the air, but I'd like you to bring it up a little bit for everybody out there. Um, you know, the era we talk about with the points and everything like that. Mm-hmm. We brought that up a little bit. Uh, you think? Yeah, I don't remember exactly when they switched over. I want to say maybe six years ago. Um, Maybe Ryan or the other guys know exactly what year where they used to have stakes earnings. Rated stakes earnings were the way that you qualified for the And they've switched over to a point system where they only take into account races that are on the dirt and uh, a mile and over, I believe. Um, so um, that's where the kind of been different. What we've noticed, at least, I think, is that we've seen shorter prices in the Derby in, than it used to be. Um, and I think that's partly because you have less speed horses, sprinters, or really true sprinters in the race. And we've seen slower times, you know, quarter times and half mile times in the last few years since the point system has been in, you know, started. So. All right, good. I'm this is the seventh year they've used the point system. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. About, yeah, that sounds about right. All right, yeah. so we'll get way back. To, way to be on top of that. that Good job. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> You're well, he, he's like, hey, he's like, do you guys, do you guys know? And then like, do you guys didn't say anything. I'm like, well, screw it. I'll look it up. <laughs> oh, here I thought you knew that off the top of your head, AJ. Come That's on. why you're the icon. No. Absolutely. No, no. So let's go to Tom, uh, Tom, and Tom, Tom, real quick before we get into your guys' breakdown of the race and what you guys are playing. Tom, what do you think about, um, you know, first off, you're in Vegas this year. First time in Vegas when you're watching the Derby or? Uh, yeah, this is my third time, fourth time, um, but first time, you know, staying with staying with my guy, Gas. It was nice enough to invite me over, and we're having going to be hooking up with you guys in a little bit, and a bunch of guys from that we cap with on a daily basis. So it's 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 going to be a fun time, and just hopefully we'll put together a nice. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, money on the undercard actually. You know, the Derby's great and all, but you've got we've got the Oaks, we've got the Turf Sprint, we've got the Pat Day Mile, which I think. We might see some prices on that um, and, and put a monster pick six ticket together and leave with some more money in my pocket than I, than we came out here with. Yeah. I, I'm going with, I'm going with you guys are all pooling and there's going to be a big ticket. I, I, I'm, I'm yep. hearing about that. So that will be a good one. Um, all right. So let's get, let's get right into it guys. Uh, we'll start with you guys. Um, what do you think about this Kentucky Derby? We're talking about the Kentucky Derby right now. Uh What's your breakdown on this? And I, I do have a question for you afterwards because you brought up a good point. I'm not going to forget it. Uh, but, Gas, what do you think about the Derby? What's your picks? How do you think it's going to break down? 
Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look at it like I do every race. Um, I'm a firm believer in pace makes the race. So let's take a look at um, what the pace numbers I have from Equibase. That might be a little bit different on uh, Twin Spires or Brisk's numbers, which I have also here. Um, but right now I show Rockier World is the top first fraction. Um, and then my number two pace is Medina Spirit. And then my third pace horse is um, 18 horse Super. Uh, uh, super Stock. Yeah, Super Stock, right. That's who I have as the top three, one, two, three in pace. Now, if you factor in, they say got the 15 hole, right, for Rocky Rural. I believe he's going to go out there. It's kind of his natural running style, anyways. He's going to try to get the lead and then try to come over, obviously, and cross going into that first turn. Uh, which I think he'll be okay with. I think he could probably do it. Hopefully, you know, he gets out, he breaks sharply from the gate. Um, and that's kind of what I do. That's also my top pick was uh, Rock Your World in the Kentucky Derby coming up. So um, I don't know if you wanted me to get into the picks yet, but that's kind of what I see right there. Um, you know, the uh, scratch, not really the scratch, but the exodus of uh, Cattle River, I think, makes the pace a little more logical and not so crazy as it would have been with Cattle River in there. So I think it's possible for a horse to win um, in the front uh, in this derby. That was the question I was going to ask you guys. You kind of answered it, where if there's going to be a hot pace in this derby. Um, well, I think it's going to be hotter than we think because I think there's yeah. a dash with the outside horses. But uh, what do you think about that? Do you think it's going to be a hot pace or do you think they're going to, you know, somebody be chasing a, you know, running down a 44 or something like that? It could be. Um, I, I projected it's probably around a 45. Um, so it, it'll be a brisk pace. There's not, it's not going to be dawdling for, by any stretch, but I don't foresee a complete pace meltdown here. Um, I think the horses on the front. Uh, if you watch Churchill this week, and they won't really change it, it's been front runners just left and right. It's been all boat races, you know, the point of phrase. But uh, so we've seen a lot of horses win on the front end here. Um, that's only, you know, we're taping this on Thursday, so we haven't seen. We've only seen two days, so <clears throat> yeah. So we've seen a lot of speed holding up, and typically on Derby days they roll it out real hard, so you get real fast times anyway. So. Uh, all right. That's my analysis on the pace. All right. So, Rock Your World, we have one for, for that right now. Any questions for Gas, you guys, before we go to Tom? No. Is there anything for Gas? Oh, okay. Well, well said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah that was I mean, a great breakdown. Yeah, pick his brand yes, when thanks. you can. When we have him on, you got to exactly, pick his brand. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Good start. It can only go down from here. <laughs> that, that's what yet. she oh, said. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. And speaking and of that, now, the other guy in the corner, uh, <laughs> is Ron and Ron, Tom and Tom, that's who he is. Just getting, of course, Tom, always a pleasure. Uh, all right. So Tom, what do you think? Are, are you on board with this or what, what are you going with? I like, I like Rock Your World. He reminds me a little bit about who, uh, Barbara, who's oddly enough, his birthday is today. Um, where he, Barbara. Is, he is uh, good. He's not, no, he's, he's got the, uh, he's got good turf figures and he also looks good on dirt um the one thing i don't like about rockier world is that he faced weak competition in the santa anita derby he won it but there were a couple of the baffert big baffert horses got scratched 
uh, Rocky Road was one of my last scratches, um, or one of my last cuts, I should say. Uh, I was not pleased with Known Agenda's position, um, but if anybody can pull off some magic, it's Irad um, in that in that one hole. I'm a fan of blinkers. He's 2-0 since he added the blinkers, and he won the Florida Derby. The Florida Derby's no joke. We've seen a lot of winners come out of the Florida Derby. Uh, Barbaro, Big Brown, um, a, a lot. And I, I think he, he's known to Jen is definitely on my ticket. I mean, granted, it's only Thursday. I'm still getting a lot of stuff can happen in the next 48 hours. But known to Jen is on my ticket. A horse that is very intrigues me, intrigues the hell out of me. And I've tossed and turned a soup and sandwich. I don't like his position. I do like the horse. Great pedigree. Um, I, Tyler with Tyler Gaff. The only, you know, the bad thing is we don't, we haven't seen a lot of, him. he's only raced three, he's only raced three times. He's been training at Churchill. Uh, he doesn't have the best position. I think if he gets out front of Superstock, he could, he, he could be on the ticket. Um, but if Superstock does not, if Superstock gets him, then he's just going to run away from Soup. Um, the one horse that I, I'm really, I, it's another, it's another bomber is Brooklyn Strong. Um, I think was with Raspoli in the Irons. Uh, coming out of that three hole, he did not have his best effort in the wood. I think he finished fifth in the wood. He looked crappy. Um, but with, with that said, I think, I think he's in a prime position and he, Brooklyn strong is definitely going to be on my ticket and you can't, you can't discount essential quality. I mean, it's going to be even money when that guy puts the $2 million bet on, I think so, something to that extent, but listen, Cox knows Churchill downs, uh, He's racing the slop. He's raced. He's raced fast and firm. He ra and he just all the horse does is win. And I think I'd be I'd be foolish to leave him off of my ticket. I mean, there's so Gas and I were talking about this before the show. I, I look at all these past performances. I fall in love. I can see so many good things about so many of these horses and bad things. But you, you just you look at all these replays and you can literally make a case for each and every horse in this in this or most of the horses in this race. But uh, that's that's what I'm standing now. No agenda. Brooklyn Strong, Soup and Sandwich, Essential Quality. I wouldn't be surprised. I did put a futures bet on Midnight Bourbon. I put a $100 futures bet on him a couple months ago. So if he wins, I'd be happy. But I don't know if he, I don't know if he can do it. He's been acting, he's been really acting crazy the past couple of days down, down there at Churchill. But um, it might be time for uh, Ask, Ask Mutin to finally get off, get off the schneid. He's not acting. He really is crazy. <laughs> um. How, what did you get the odds on Midnight Bourbon? What were your odds? Uh, it was 15 to 1, I believe. Oh, so that's great because he's going to go off higher at post. So, yeah. That always sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just so everybody out there, that's why the futures bet is a sucker's play. Um, well, the futures bet whoa. last year, authentic. That was a, that's true. That yeah. was a good one. That's a good one. That was a good one. And he was my first pick in the draft. So I would have played that. Uh, but yeah, exactly, Ryan, exactly. Uh, no, uh, I do want to say, don't talk yourself out of soup and sandwich on the same thing you basically Rock Your World has is three starts, Tom. Three starts and two are on the turf. So if you say that about soup and sandwich, what are we seeing from Rock Your World, really? And uh, I know what you're saying, but don't talk yourself out of soup and sandwich because of that. Oh, no, no, no. No, it, it's, the, the, it's the only thing that worries me with soup is that is that 19 hole. But uh, who knows, we might see a scratch or two like we did last year couple of horses moving moving over who knows yeah i don't know yeah. if we'll see scratches unless yeah pulling a fever or something like that right or whatever but 
Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, any questions for time? I mean, we're going to go to what they're going to play that day uh, really quick. And then yeah, let's get into what, they're, what, what are you guys going to be playing that day? All right, guys, you first. What are you playing that day? What, what kind of play are you making here? Do you think? I mean, I know you guys are going to decide and probably change it. But if you had to play right now, what would it be? Well, I, I'm going to um, I'll just go with my order here first. Um, the way I have it, my top three. And then I kind of have a tie for four. I'm kind of a little weenie on the fourth one here. And I'll explain that, and I think you'll like this. Um, so my top pick is Rock Your World, and then my second pick is uh, Highly Motivated. Um, and I like Highly Motivated because, you know, he ran within a nose of essential quality, and that's the favorite. And you're getting just extreme value, I believe. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what we get, you know, as far as off odds go. Um, and the only futures bet I have is on Rock Your World, which I got him at a little over 16 to 1. Um, before the 70 Derby stuff. I liked him. And the reason why I, I really like um, uh, Rock Your World is he has really grown up. He's put on a ton of muscle. Um, I've always been a John Sadler fan. And uh, I think this is the year that he makes an impact here, finally, um, in the Derby. He's won everything else, basically. Yeah. Uh, the race to win, you know, out there. And um, really super nice guy, really intelligent guy. Um, if, you, if you've ever met him, I met him only one time when we were saddling a horse that we had, uh, just real briefly. Um, he really impressed the guy real sharp. So th th that was the reason why. I, I, I disagree a little bit with Tom on the San Diego Derby. I don't think it was so bad. You know, but, you, but you can only beat the horses that you're entered against, you know? True. Oh, and, yeah. I agree. Agree. And, yeah, it could have been better. Derby historically, it's been a great prep. So, you know, that was their plan. That They went through with their plan. Um, and, you know, the ownership there is legendary. You know, Hironis is one of the best owners. They do it the right way out there uh, in, in Southern California. So, um, anyways. And then, like I said, Highly Motivated ran right with Essential Quality. So, if you like Essential Quality, uh, which I do somewhat, I just don't – I would never take the favorite in a derby, though. So, that was just, you know, my thing. And then my third pick is known agenda, uh, the one hole. I'm not so like I don't know. I don't think the one's necessarily gonna be that bad because you know they give them a little space. I'm gonna like put them right on the rail anyway. So I mean, if horses come over, it could be ugly. But if he can get out clean, and then he could obviously save ground with that. It's it's not horrible. And then my fourth pick is actually I have two fourth picks, and I have essential quality right. Uh, I don't know if you can really leave them out if you're doing any kind of sequential bets. Or, I'm sorry, uh, not sequential bets. Uh, uh, like supers or tries or anything like that. I don't see how you can not leave them out. But my other tie is Medina Spirit. Now, Medina Spirit is kind of a double-edged sword here, right? You're going you're gonna to get Baffert. This horse is going to improve, I guarantee it, because they have a program there, whether it be legal or illegal, or what they're doing. Okay, but the horse is going to improve off that last one. I guarantee that. The problem is, is, is there's a lot of name recognition with Baffert. So I wonder, well, I, I, my, my theory is he's going he's, he's gonna to be a lot shorter price than what you'd think. Yep. Um, it'll be, be played. Yeah. So my play on the Dean of Spirit is, um, I don't, there may be future places out there. You can grab them right now, like in double digits or something like that. That might not be if you if you're gonna play him. I think that's the way to play him. Um, so, but I don't think on Derby Day you're gonna get above ten to one. I think you'll probably get under ten to one, maybe even under eight to one. 
Yeah. Uh, just because it's the only Baffert horse there, and you know, uh, Bob's a legend. So. Absolutely. That, yeah. That's mine. Um, I don't know. If you guys have questions or. I, I, I took a lot of the horses that are kind of speedy in here, you know, because, um, you know, you need to have some pace. It's really hard to come from way back to win the derby. I mean, it's well, been yeah, done we talked about that, Gas. It was only well, mm -hmm. before uh, it was like, mind that bird did it. I know Monarcos made a big move around the turn and maybe, um, was it Barbaro? Barbaro come from behind? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, uh, but not, not many. I mean, not many. Let's face it. You're not forwardly placed. You're in trouble. And I do like that. That one, I don't think it's that bad of that hole for him. And I think Ortiz is going to get him out a lot hotter than people think. Um, I don't think he's going to lead, you know, but I think he knows he's in the one hole. And everybody's going to try to get to that spot, the mm -hmm. you know, the one lane at, at some point, and he's going to have right. it already. So I, I do think that's a, that's a strange play. Ryan was on mute while you were talking about Bob Baffert, by the way. Uh, we had him on mute. We were straining so that, uh, him a little bit. For his own good. <laughs> It yeah. was for his own good, actually. Real quick, too, if you're interested in doing that Medina Spirit play, 14 to 1 features on him right now. All right. Well, if you think he's going to get bet down, yeah. He's definitely going to go up lower than 14 yeah. to 1. I will. I no. will. No, he definitely will get bet down. It's all the people who bet once a year see the Baffert name and everybody, you know. The I can get him at 17 and a half to one now. The only way he actually doesn't get bet down and he gets, becomes an overlay is if AJ picks him on our show. And then oh. you might. He might <laughs> and AJ will pick him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is, there, is there an AJ schlep? Is he schlepping it? Yeah. yeah. He does it on purpose. He, he, yeah, yeah. he that in. That's his move. All right. So, Tom, how about you? What are you playing? Okay. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, uh, that was some good analysts. Um, yeah, I, again, I like known agenda. Uh, he's definitely going to be on my ticket. He's got the perfect jockey on him, I think. Um, won't care about that. Won't care about being on on the rail. I have known agenda. And again, I'm keeping soup and sandwich on my ticket. Um, you look at some of these pedigrees. They're just they're just amazing. I mean, soup and sandwich is yet another intermission, of course. Um, and again, Tyler Gav. I'd be a fool to take to take essential quality out of a, a superfecta trifecta or a superfecta. Uh, it is just such a good. I mean, five and zero. He's got the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, the South South Southwest Stakes. He beat highly motivated. Um, so he's definitely going to be on my ticket. Whether the the trifecta or the superfecta, I don't I don't know yet. I have a couple closers that I like, including Brooklyn Strong, who I mentioned earlier. Um, Kid and Stash is a horse that I that I've been I, I've been on the fence on. He's another closer. Um, Victoria Oliver is is a the only female trainer this year. I think it, she's a very underrated, uh, good horse. He, he got third in the Sammy Davis Stakes, uh, second in the Tampa Derby. He's gone two turns at Churchill already. It, he's I'm flirting with him on my I'm flirting with Hidden Stash on my ticket. It's not just for the name, by the way. Um, so that, yeah, that's, that's where I, that's where I stand right now. Um, one, 19, 14 and do, 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 what's that? 13. All right. And three, three with, uh, Brooklyn strong. All right. Fantastic. I, I wanted to bring up real quick for everybody out there. Gas brought up a really good point that people never bring up with handicapping. That's one thing I always talk about. When you, when you see these lines of um, 
kind of like the sainthood line here with uh, uh, like the king. Sainthood, if we ran a better race, beats like the king if it didn't get in trouble last race. And yet look at their odds. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, same thing that Gas brought up with horse lost by a nose and it's cost them that much. Like, so a nostril, like, so that horse wins, you flip flop them at odds. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. Sometimes horse had bad days or something happened, but when you see those discrepancies and I would ask Gas, cause you brought it up. This is something you must kind of play on sometimes. Correct? Like you grab some value? Absolutely. And um, we've seen it in other derbies. We've seen horses that have run second or third against like the favorite. I mean, I don't want to go way back, but like, you know, Snow Chief and Ferdinand, right? Ran in the Santa Anita Derby. They weren't separated by that much. And Snow Chief was like five to two. And um, Ferdinand was 18 to 17, 18 to one. You it know, happened and last year. <laughs> happened last year. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That happened last yeah. year. Yeah. Not the favorite, but the, yeah, the horse. Well, that got... he lost to Santa Anita Derby, too. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. He ran second yeah. Santa Anita yeah. Derby to a uh, thousand words. Thousand... Oh, no, uh, honor, uh, AP. Honor, honor AP. Honor AP. Honor AP. Yeah. And yeah, and then goes off. And I believe Honor AP was favored. I think so. And you watch that race and you go, okay, he broke dead right. Yeah. Just wasn't his race. And, and yeah, so there you go. I cool. thought that was very interesting. And you know, that, that's always a good angle to look at. Uh, anything one, else? For one this? thing that you might not know, Randy, I know you like your geldings. Uh, Brooklyn Strong is is the only gelding, so he, he's not going to be distracted by anything. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I know, I know. He spoke, no. this is just, yeah, oh, absolutely. Boy. He knows what he wants. Yeah, exactly. Just to win, because yeah. what else is there now for him? All <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I would say in... in, in uh, the weights of these horses, you know, from start to start is, uh, is indicative of how they're maturing. Yeah. You know, it's like a, kind of like a 14 year old, you know, you see for some feature 14 year olds that are super duper skinny. And then you see some 14 year olds that are just like full blown men out yeah. there. And, so, and it's usually, and it's not like these horses are out eating Taco Bell at night. They're out, you know, they're eating, you know, the best things that they can give them, right? You hope. So, <laughs> I, 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 was about, I was about to say, so if that's the case, guys, it seems like I'm maturing at the right time right now, and I'm ready to go. Because, I mean, from the last oh, derby to now, boy, I'm ready to run. Uh, but, but I don't, I kinda, I don't, I kinda don't have want to talk a, about uh, I don't have, I can see all the horses' weights, you know, for like every, each and every start. I mean, I can know how much they were carrying, Jockey-wise, but I don't have the weight of the horse. Santa, yeah. Santa Anita might be the only track that actually shows that, um, that I've been around. Santa Anita actually shows yeah, that. does too, yeah. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, we noticed that with um, our girl, Moonlight, Moonlight Bioro. She she's so teeny. tiny. She's 900. Yeah, she is tiny. Yep. Yeah, and if she's, if God forbid, she starts cracking over a thousand, you're going to know she's getting jacked. Right. You know, <laughs> Especially um, if she's getting 2 a.m. chalupas. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> What's Nothing that? wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that, guys. All right, so before we let them go, any questions for these yeah. guys? No. We go on. I think they gave us enough yeah. knowledge and we don't need anybody else on know, today, so we just cancel everybody. Uh, see but, you later, everybody. But yeah, so <laughs> thank you so much, guys, for coming yeah, thank on. thank you. Always a pleasure. We'll see you guys later. Um, Sounds good. And uh, good thank luck. you for your insight. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks right. for having us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, we have the beautiful... Rich Beaglemeyer joining us. You know him from our show. He's been on a couple times. And also, he's one of the hosts of the Player's Edge podcast. So make sure to check them out. Horseracingradar.com is where you can find all the information. Uh, Rich, thanks for coming back on our show. 
Free yeah. tournaments. Pleasure to be here. Free tournaments. Free tournaments, yes. Free yes. tournaments, three Ryan this weekend. Yes. Uh, just so you know. Free tournaments with a chance to win anywhere from $50 to $100, depending on the day. Um, they're great, great tournaments. Uh, guest of our friend of ours won, gosh, I think the $100 one a few weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. There you did. Usually yeah, on the big ones, we do like uh, 200 bucks too. So we might be doing $200 on Derby Day. I'm not 100% Ooh. sure. I don't set the, uh, doesn't come out of my pocket. So I'm not really counting <laughs> the dollars there. Are you guys doing the a live version of it with you and Sean? Yeah, unfortunately, we are doing a live version with me. And it starts at 10 o'clock in the morning and it goes on to the central time where I am. It goes to like six. So it's going to be eight hours of horse racing handicapping. That's yeah, going to be a long day. I'm going to hate horse racing. Sounds time. brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So check him out. Derby Day. He'll be there. Do it. Yep. All yes, right. So, so, so Rich, like we're asking everybody here, and everybody's really waiting for your pick. I know. I'm I know. Sure. Everybody's chomping on the bit for Rich's pick. Uh, Rich, so we're going to talk Kentucky Derby and who you got and how you're playing it. So, first of all, let us tell you what you think. Uh, break down the race a little bit and who you're playing. Well, I think, you know, for me, I, I think I probably would have went with known agenda. I did a lot of research, look back at some of the uh, previous, since they've gone to the um, point system in 2013 and looked at previous winners. And as we've mentioned before, you know, the hundred point and the uh, key race scenarios coming out, the horses that earned hundred points in qualifying. Then I look back at to see how the horses ran and essential quality is obviously the, the favorite because he's undefeated. But you, you haven't had a horse come out of that um, bluegrass stakes uh, and win the Kentucky Derby. But when you look at his time, his central quality's time, only Art Collector ran a faster time in that race. But every single horse that's run out of that race since two thir- uh, 2013 has watched its speed number, according to Equibase, drop in the Kentucky Derby. So I would expect him to run a little bit slower race than he's run in the past. Um, when you look at the two races, the two key races, the Santa Anita Derby and the Florida Derby, the Santa Anita Derby horses tend to hold their number from Santa Anita to Churchill, whereas almost every single horse um, from the Florida Derby has seen its number go up. So, I, again, I'm going to focus on the Santa Anita Derby and the Florida Derby as my key races. I think that I think, unfortunately, for known agenda, he gets stuck on the rail. It's going to kill his chances to win. You guys have any idea with the last horse to win from the rail? Ferdinand. Was I right? Ferdinand. What year? Mm-hmm. 1972. Yeah, 1986. <laughs> <laughs> it's in 72. Wasn't it like Secretary? Yeah, no, it was Reva Ridge. Oh, wow. I just Reva yelled Ridge. the first number I thought of. I think it's actually the date of the Huey Lewis album that uh, we were just looking at here at Ryan's place. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness yeah i think I it's need to to 1986 i was almost 20 years old back then now i'm even closer to collecting social security than i am to this <laughs> day. that's great a couple of them weren't yeah. born at that time during the kentucky derby by the way and the show right i now. was but real quick shout out to ryan there for when you guessed 72 ryan immediately knew who the winner was that year <laughs> that was impressive that is impressive. who was 72 who was i thinking of it was reva ridge one Oh, that's it. And then, and then <laughs> the stable mate the next year won in 1973, a little horse named Secretary. Secretary was 73. I yelled 72, but I knew the horse. So shut up. Yeah, you got that right. That's yeah. cool. I was, I was surprised it's been so long. So I, I do think that the draw just kills his chances. So looking at the race, uh, also, you know, the, the way the last seven years has played out 
is that you want to be close to the front out of the gate. I think the last seven winners have been no worse than third at the quarter and half mile marker and all have been on the lead by a mile except for one. Uh, so I think outside posts, clearly what everybody wants, outside draw. So you got to look at outside horses that have tactical speed. And the way I see the race breaking out, unfortunately for um, for Hot Rod Charlie and for Midnight Bourbon, I know you guys like the alcoholic named beer uh, horses. Uh, they're going to have to, I think they're forced, their hand is forced. They got to run because they can't let the outside horses with speed clear them. Otherwise, they're going to get stuck in the wash and that's not where you want to be. So I think outside tactical speed has been the way it's going to be the way. And that's how I'm going to play. All right. So who are you playing? Who am I going to play? So I'm going to go because I do think, as I said, the speed tends to hold the speed numbers tend to hold from uh, Santa Anita and from the Florida Derby. Unfortunately, the Florida Derby horse is locked inside. So I, I'm going to go with Rock Your World. I know that the horse has some trouble changing leads and a lot of questions for a grass horse on, on dirt. But uh, he tied for the, life, the, the, the top speed figure last time out. I expect he'll improve second time off, uh, second time on the dirt. So, and then the central quality, you know, that's the proverbial has done nothing wrong horse, won every single race. And his time in his last race was the best, um, except for our collector. Like I said, so I do expect that you'll see him perform well. The favorite has hit the board, I think, in like eight of the last 10 derbies. So I expect he'll be uh, in the money. And then I'm going to go known agenda third. I do think if he were anywhere outside of the five post, he would have the best chance to win. But the post just kills him. And highly motivated, lightly raced horse. He's got outside speed, tactical speed. He'll be in the mix. Mandolin, uh, Mike Smith told us in our last week's Players Edge podcast to pay particular attention to the horses that train very well at Churchill. He says it can be a cuppy, sandy track, and some horses just don't like it. Mandolin is training very, very well, as well as any horse in uh, Louisville. So he's on my list. And Soup and Sandwich rounds out my top six. Finished second in the Florida Derby. Every reason to think that his number might go up. And, you know, he might get a better trip than the horse that beat him, no agenda, because he's outside with speed. So that's the way I have him ranked. All right. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's oh. some good insider knowledge from Mike Smith. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. indeed. That's, as soon as he said it, I wrote it down, like in my notebook that I have off to my right-hand side here. Right? Yeah. So like I Mike take Smith, notes whenever I, whenever I learn anything. And, you know, Mike Smith is the person to learn from. And when he mentioned it, I wrote it down. And when the show was over and we kicked them off and sent them home, Everybody mentioned that as soon as he said that, they all wrote it down. So it's, it was a piece of information what does he know? that we all found important. <laughs> yeah. So just knows so how to say win. it again. Say it yeah. again for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's no AJ Ryder when it comes to talking about horses. I'll tell you that. Of course not. No, and I mean not. that in every sense of the thing. He's, <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, no, he's, he's not. not. He's not at all. No. Yeah. He said he learned it all from AJ. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Me and Mike go back a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saved his life once in Cabo. Oh right! Yeah. Oh really? I heard about that. Was that a We've been pretty. We've been pretty tight ever since. Yeah, he was trying to jump jump a shark on skis, and I ended up talking him out of it. Are you sure that wasn't Fonzie? No, I'm pretty sure it was Mike Smith. Oh my gosh! All right. Well. So, Rich, what do you? So, let me ask you. So, how are you going to play the race? Before we ask anything, how are you going to play the race? Well, usually I bet a trifecta in the race uh, or, or, and then I like to play the race to race, like the pick fours and stuff like that. So 
I'll have a pick four and then I'll have, you know, trifecta. I, I do think I'm going to just take the top three horses with um, Rock Your World, Essential Quality and Known Agenda, put them on top. And then in my second spot, I'll have the other two horses, Mandolin and Soup and Sandwich. So I, I think with these money pools, normally I wouldn't suggest having these big tickets with a lot of horses in them because you usually don't get a bang for your buck. But when it comes to the Kentucky Derby and these big weekends where you have large money pools, you can spread your money out a little bit more because I do think you get fairer payouts. And if you do catch a long shot hitting first or second or third, because of the 20 horses in the field and all the potential combinations, there's likely to still get paid fairly for your bet. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the top three and then wheel them with, um, with a highly motivated mandolin and soup and sandwich. All right. Well, there it is. All right, guys, any more questions for Rich before we let him go? No, no, I don't. I, like to, I, I always like the way Rich breaks down things. Like when he brought up the, the points and the winners always having a hundred points and then, what he just said it always uh you speak more my language than a lot of the people we have on the show you sound like you sound like a better sports game i don't know if that's a i don't know if that's flattering rich i'm actually. sorry rich I'm, well I'm we're kidding. trying we're trying to teach new people the game and i'm so saying you speak, it, so it says it in a way people can understand so yeah, that means you speak moron rich and uh that's oh, good i don't know like no, uh, no. most of the people if you're watching the show you probably are a moron it's, so. it's, it's <laughs> i'm sorry everybody facts we're part of the mensa organization all right oh my goodness anyway on that well, note yeah on uh, that note rich um anybody else have any questions besides aj uh, <laughs> no <laughs> all right rich thank you so much for jumping on and you guys make sure to go check out the players edge podcast facebook page and twitter they're doing a great giveaway right now they have an autographed picture of mike smith in um on zenyatta so make sure to go check that out and follow the instructions on how to get entered for that and Rich, thank you so much thank for you. coming back on. Good yeah, luck, everybody. Thank May you. all your tickets be winners. Good luck. Yes, good luck. Especially you. when you play mine. Uh, exactly. <laughs> all right, be good. Uh, See you, Rich. Thanks, Rich. All right, our next guest, we're very excited to have Joe back on. You've seen him before. Joe Sharabati from the And Away They Joe podcast. And you gotta do it. Away They Joe. Yeah. Better, right, Ryan? That was pretty good, right? Okay. And away they Joe. There you go. Yeah, see, I told you Ryan should have done it. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I don't do it justice. Joe, Joe, Joe. welcome to the show. Uh, from the end away they Joe show. Yep. Is it yeah. Joe, Joe yeah. from the end away they Joe show. Yeah, that was hard to say. I did it though. Um, yeah, yeah, I purposely made it that way. Made it hard for me to say. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jason, thanks for thinking about me. His uh, whole show has been leading up to this moment, so you could screw yeah. that up. Exactly. So, so Joe does a lot of international racing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He doesn't personally do international racing. He covers international racing and handicaps them. He doesn't actually run in other countries. We don't know that. Or maybe he might. Yeah. <laughs> well, one day, hopefully. Yeah. There you go. Um, yep. Yeah, I'll probably have to run to another country sooner than later. So, you know, happens. Uh, but all right, Joe, so thanks for coming on. Uh, check him yeah. out, everybody, at, on the Away They Joe show. Uh, so mm -hmm. we're going to talk Kentucky Derby today, Joe. Uh, and so we need to have your picks and nothing international in this field, right? Oh, no, we have somebody now. Do we have the international ones? No, no, we don't. No, I thought no, we have no, two no, spots no for them. Japanese runners and no UAE well, runners this year. Yeah. Listen, the second straight the year that no, no one came over. Yeah. We've got to get well, rid of this. This this has to go. This whole 
we're going to invite these horses from overseas to come run in the Kentucky Derby. Nobody wants it. Okay. Wow. Because even though, even though, even the people who own the horses who win those races, they don't want it either. So let's just forget about it. Okay. We don't need it. We don't need the uh, European horse. We don't need the Japanese horse. If they're good enough to get in on their own mm-hmm. merits, get in on their own merits. But this is stupid. Stop it. Churchill Downs make me sick. Wow. <laughs> Told Ryan to Thank talk you. more. Maybe I want to Ryan. take that back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no, but he's, he's actually, I, yeah. I, I understand what he's saying. Like this, like, um, we save it for the Breeders' Cup. Well, That's no, it's just like it's like you're taking two spots from horses that you know deserve it more, I guess, uh, that are here. Um, but but well, because- not necessarily. They haven't come over in two years. <laughs> yeah, point counterpoint. Yeah. yeah. Are, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. So so all right. Yeah, that that is different. I, I don't really know about that. Um, and I'll ask really quick, Joe. Do you think there's a horse over there that could have run in this Derby? No, I I, I don't. I don't think there was any kind of horses that, you know, usually you'd get a good idea with the UAE Derby and some, some races from Japan, but it, it didn't look like it this year. I don't okay. think they could be with any of the three-year-olds. There you go. Cause I remember that awful horse. What's his name? Cafe Pharaoh. Is that oh, it? That horse good. Oh, you, you <laughs> Fuck you. That's my guy. You I only, I only say that cause that's AJ's, that's AJ's favorite group. horse. One of his favorite horses. Yep. It's in his stable of favorite horses. That's yeah. Horse. Um, Cafe Farrell, but okay, so that's it's good. See, there you go. So, so yeah, why would they want to come over yeah. and just, yeah? I mean, it seems like a big waste of money at that point. All right, so uh, all right, nice job, uh, Ryan, just throwing that out there. there uh, go. I know, I know, and I and I and I said this in, in front of a, a, a international horse racing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm sorry. Pick and choose your spots. Right? No, that's I a know. fair point. I I agree. Yeah. That's a fair point because and you don't know they've really done well anyway. You look at somebody like a horse like thunder snow who bucked after the gate and the only real like i guess you could say invader was like Pussy at pegasus and an animal kingdom who has ties in australia but as far as any of them coming over here none of them historically have competed well against the american horses right. and i don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because of the pandemic so i mean we'll see but but historically no no i don't think so either shout out to lani <laughs> Ryan's on fire already. All right. All right maybe no. we should get on with Joe. This is why <laughs> those animals are kicking in now. <laughs> it is going to be a fun show. Uh, Thanks for coming all on, right. Joe. <laughs> all right, Joe. Thank you. So let's let's talk about the Derby. Um, is this so? This is something that obviously is a big day for everybody. It doesn't matter if you cover international racing because I know you do American racing as well. I was on your show when we did the Golden Gate. Um, the, the, the mile was that the golden, golden mile. I'm not, I don't know. I forgot what it was. Um, San Francisco mile. San Francisco mile. That's right. The only, not bad for a debut. The only time you can run a mile in San Francisco without stepping in human feces is actually there. There Got that one out there. (laughs) Um, He has that prep for a while. Okay. First of all, they have a, it's called snap, 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 crap, snap, crap. One of the two. An app. Where human feces is, by the way, everybody out there. Oh, so that's that lovely. That's a real thing. Yes. That is. Yes. Like it's an app for your phone that tells you where shit yep. is. Yes. Yep. Wow. Welcome to the show, Joe. I know. Are we gonna talk derby? Are we gonna talk? Uh... Okay, so let's go with the derby. No, I'm way more interested in this. App. Let's get on with the derby. Yeah. Go. Who do? You, who are you liking here in in this year's field? Well, after talking to a lot of different people uh, we're gonna have a show later on today we're recording on a thursday so i 
later on today, I'll be having the international derby picks from all around the world. And some of them lean towards uh, essential quality. Some of them lean towards other favorites. But um, I'm going to go completely off the board with a horse that I think does have a chance. And, you know, a lot of these big closers, especially if it's going to rain, but he hasn't had any good rain form. I'm going to go with keep me in mind. Uh, keep me in mind, Dave Cohen getting that mount, I think, is a really good story. He's had a resurgence back in 2020 and the getting this mount late, especially with the, the, the style that he runs. And, and we're all expecting a hot pace from all the other runners, especially from having to cross over. Uh, this one's a closer. So I think that if the pace completely collapses for him, I don't see a problem with him running at least in the top four. So I'm going to go with keep me in mind. You, you look back at some of the races, he's done well at Churchill. He's had a second at Churchill on a, through a maiden. And then his 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 jockey Gold Cup win or whatever race that was in uh, Kentucky was actually pretty impressive. He has faced against essential quality before all three times, but he hasn't done well. I think that essential quality is a vulnerable favorite. I do have a lot of questions with him, but it seems like they've always ran him on a mile and a 16th. I don't think that this will be an issue for the extra distance. So that's who I'm going to pick completely off the board. I think that keep me in mind is something that you should keep in mind. There you go. Oh, I like what you did. I like it. I, li- that, I like that how was a good, a good way to end that. Yeah. Was... <laughs> uh, no, I, li- I, li- I like the pick. Um, yeah. You know, it does worry me that he just doesn't. And I've talked about this a lot. When that gate opens, he just sits there in every single race. Which you know what? If you get a speed duel, sure he dives to the rail. We're we're obviously fans of David Cohen. He was on our show, mm-hmm. and um, I think we're partly responsible for the turnaround he's had. Because uh, uh, oh, a couple strokes of good luck there. He, he got on a Derby horse. He also got on our show when Sarah wasn't on our show. So a lot of good mm-hmm. things were happening to him this year. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, but no. But in all seriousness, um, that's. A, a ballsy play. I like it. I like you need the pace meltdown though. Correct, mm-hmm. Joe? You need a pace meltdown. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. And and you know, with uh, Gunavera, who was a, a Kentucky Derby runner as well, Robertino Diodoro does have these closers and they're usually prepared for these kind of races. And you've seen Gunavera, I mean, he hasn't really won. He's always been around the finish. I think that with Keep Me in Mind's finish back in, in Churchill, especially with the last two races uh, in Churchill, I think he definitely does have a chance. I don't think, I mean, you can make cases for horses to win. You could also make cases for horses to lose. I do believe that essential quality is a vulnerable favorite. You're not going to get a lot of value. Now think of this. Mattress Mac is going to probably put $2 million down. That's going to totally mess with the pool. So if if you're going to look for some value outside, you're probably going to have to pick any of the other horses. Yeah, no, I, I, no, listen, I, I like it. You made a good case for it. So how are you playing the race, Joe? How are you? Um, I'm going to try to not make the mistake that I did about in the Kentucky Derby 2017. I had a, a four-horse box trifecta for only $12. I'm going to go for a trifecta again. I'm probably going to put uh, definitely him on the bottom, uh, somewhere in the finish. I'm going to put essential quality just in case because we know that he's a good horse and Godolphin's trying to win their first Kentucky derby i'm also going to throw in rock your world and, and hot rod charlie so it's going to be kind of boring with with some of those selections 
I'm probably going to add another couple of horses. I mean, the dollar superfecta is going to be too expensive to play. You're going to play a, a, a box trifecta or a box superfecta for 24 bucks. But if you could hit it, it's going to pay well. And, and I think that there's going to be a lot of value in the Kentucky Derby. There always is. You don't see that many, um, anything underneath that's, that's going to be like, you know, a complete like favorite, all favorite. I think there is one that always spoils it. And I believe it's going to be keep me in mind. All right. I like that. All right. I like that a lot. All right. Anything else for Joe before we let him go? No. No, that, that was a right. What's this? David Cohen's first derby ride. Yeah, David Cohen's first derby ride. He did win a Travers, uh, a dead heat with a golden ticket and Alpha. So I am looking forward to, to him. I mean, you hear about all these other stories like Kendrick Caramouche and, and Umberto Rispoli, but I think that uh, for a California boy, and I'm from California, I, I definitely want him to represent and fly the flag of California well. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Exactly. And really cool guy. Uh, check it out if you ever didn't see our interview with David Cohen. It was really good. He's a yeah. really down earth guy that you see that's kind of, I don't want to say, I don't know. He's, he's kind of like got in a, I don't know, like a, a shitty deal for the last few years. Like, you know, and he's showing it. Deodor has definitely got him in mind. He's put him mm-hmm. on all his good horses, which sometimes it's all you need. Um, all right. But Joe, thank you so much for coming on. And everybody, yeah. make sure you check out And Away They Joe, the podcast, um, and check out he's releasing his derby special this week as well. And he's with AJ, by the way. He'll be talking about the derby. Yeah. Yeah. So don't just de- skip don't, over that part. Don't deter <laughs> that shouldn't deter you from watching the rest of the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to leave that out, Joe. I, uh, I, I wasn't gonna say anything. But, yeah. foot. This is this is how we're gonna end it. This is this is how you cross promo. I, exactly. <laughs> Joe, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh good luck with your picks and good luck with, with your, your podcast as well. Thanks for coming back on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you guys. All right, Joe, thanks. Always a pleasure, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right. See you later. Our next guest, if I could be the humble introducer. Introducer? Introducer? Close enough. We get it. Yeah. Go on. From Sports Club Radio. Connor Mack. Everybody, welcome. Connor Mack. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for coming on, Connor. First, 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 sir, for the show, I believe, Connor. We got to get you. Oh, first time. Long time listener, first time caller. Exactly. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome, Connor. Always a pleasure to uh, talk to you. I know we've done the shows together on the horse racing uh, shows yeah. on sports radio, so we know you. You know us, uh, but always has great insight mm-hmm. on horse racing and other things. Says MLB he does a show doing that. It's all sports, but today we're not talking about those, especially the Cubs. <laughs> Derby. We're talking about. Yeah, no one wants to talk about the Cubs. No, we're talking about the Kentucky Derby, the 147th Kentucky Derby. And Connor, I know everybody out there is waiting. We already talked to some of your cohorts already. Gas station two, Tom and Tom already been on. So uh, have they? Yeah. Okay. So you got a lot of De- up- depending on how we decide to edit this. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <Yeah. laughs> all right, so Connor, tell us about. Uh, what do you think, Kentucky Derby? What are you playing? How do you think this race is going to unfold, and what are you playing? Well, I all think it starts. I have known agenda here, uh, right on the rail. One, I think he's in my exacta box. Him and Rock Your World. I'm a fade of essential quality. I don't like the spot, um, and I like known agenda. 
I just want to cut one of them too. I think there's bombs. Of course, as you guys know, 20 horse field, massive Kentucky Derby, unlike any other huge. And I think this thing's wide open. Um, we'll see. But we've got great trainers like Cox and Asmich. They haven't still won this thing. They're looking to win this thing. Um, but I think one of those two are at the top. So I just quickly cut. I'm an anti-chalk guy. And I just don't want essential quality. I mean, he could hit the board, but I don't know if he's winning this. Um, so I like Rock Your World and Known Agenda. And then from there, I'm going I, the two ones I love, but they're on, they're 19 and 20. Soup and Sandwich, Burbonic. I think he won the Wood Memorial 72 to one. If they can get out, I want. I think these two right here at the end are the big bombs I want. Um, there's a lot of talk about Obesis. We'll see. I think Obesis is an underhorse I might use in a, in a super. Um, so I just haven't narrowed down if I want known agenda to win or rock your world. And then I'm going to use them in exactas with, like I said, soup and sandwich, bourbonic and Obesis, I believe. But I, there's so many horses I like here that, it, and this race could go so many different ways. It's, I just like, I'm like playing in my mind already. Like I'm sure you guys do. Who's going to get out to the front. Who's going to cut, you know what I mean? What's going to go on. So those are my looks here. Um, and even today I did it yesterday. I'm going to grind even more um, to what I'm exactly going to play. But those are kind of like the four or five horses I'm looking at to play my exacta, my, to win my exactus tries and supers because this is derby and we're not betting shekels here <laughs> uh it's one you know what i mean you got it run for the road is a huge day and i think there's money to be made in this race i mean big time especially in exactas and tries and supers um and i'm just yeah i'm blown away by all these horses so and i think there'll be big numbers coming in here so um those are the horses that i'm looking at what do you guys think real quick i'm going to tell people that later on but i'll tell you what i think okay. <laughs> uh, no, i, I, I kind of thought think, that i kind of thought that yeah but, but i think by the time we're probably done we, we talk about it enough that everybody will kind of know where we're going at least me um okay I, you know a known agenda does seem like that that's something there and people are giving this horse you would have thought that this horse wasn't even gonna be in the derby the way they talked exactly. after the last mm -hmm. race they were you know what i mean of people yeah. People, you know, it's so we forget a little bit, you know, next day you would have been like, this horse has no shot, you know, um, I didn't mind the one hole. I, I don't like, I like that. Burbonic perplexes me with you out there in the 20, because that is a horse that, I mean, soup and sandwich, no problem. I think he's going to be a, a, a difference maker going to the rail. And I'll say this later on. I um, do too. Yeah. I think he's a difference maker. Uh, but um uh, did you, you did say rock your world uh, as well too? You, you did. Yes. About him. Um, yeah, I, I like I like the bubonic play. Uh, what is, what is that all about with him, Connor? Why you why did you, you say you like the bubonic plague? Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> it, it's my, it's my favorite plague too. Like, uh, it's my tired favorite. of COVID. Straight to the plague. One. That's a pretty yeah. good one. Pretty good plague. All right, bubonic play. Bubonic uh, the play the play not the plague the play. Yeah. I just love. It's Pletcher. It won a as a huge bomb at the Wood Memorial. You know, I don't think it wins here, but I think it can hit the board maybe. And the, this is a horse I think can get third or fourth. And I think the numbers there on it. 
it's just this is such a huge field with so many good horses. It's tough. But as I more get onto it, like you talked about, note agenda might might be a cut because I really want to narrow it down. Maybe I'm picking one of those two and then I'm going with these bombs below. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, well, that's the way to play it. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, the way to play it. I mean, it, I, I think so, too. And yeah. what do you guys think about essential quality, the favorite? I mean, how did us the spot here at 14? What do you think? I don't think he's the strongest that we've had. Um, I, I did like I do have to say I like the stretch duel he had. I like that in a horse coming off of you know showing that. Especially at a young age, yeah. I feel like a lot of horses don't have that in them. He's shown that. Um, you know, you didn't see that with even like you know, concert tour looked like he just you know, didn't have yeah. that in him, maybe yeah. at this age. I mean, he could come around, but I mean, I do like, like that uh, aspect of him, but at two to one, no way. And, and if they're putting all that you know money on him, like we hear about, how, if he, would I be surprised if he won? No, no. But do I want to play him at two to one? Like, I feel like there shouldn't be a horse lower than five to one in this race. I mean, really? I mean, honestly. I think so too. I think you're, you're right on there. Um, I want to probably ask, I know gas station. I've talked to him just a little bit. He likes Obesis. I'm not as big. I'm on this horse that could maybe hit the board, but I'm not, I'm not that big on it. Um, I don't even think he mentioned him. He didn't mention him. Yeah. He, yeah. he was the one because I, Jimmy was on the show and he goes, gas station's got me on this horse. Obesis. I think it can get underneath. And I was like, I guess gas said it. So that was, yeah. Cause, I, cause they it. got me looking. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Connor Mack just gave it away. This guy is he is a smart man. He knows yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah, that's his maybe premium play. That's his yeah. premium play. He just gives us <laughs> his free picks. Yeah. <laughs> he gave us the regular guys. We got the regular. Yeah, he didn't even got the regular. The he's no fat ball guy, I tell you that. He he didn't tell Jimmy on the show. He told him that in confidence. He did. He told <laughs> that in confidence. And then he comes on this show and doesn't mention this horse at all. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's Gas's yeah. play for sure. There you go. 100%. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but listen, like I'm just said, not as high on it though. I, I'm, yeah, I'm in this horse. I, I, I looked at, but I just, is there, he there's be, too many others. I think you well, there's play. so many to like in this race. And he, I just don't, yeah. yeah. Right, before yeah. we let Connor Mack go, let's, let's ask, cause this is an interesting thing for everybody here alongside okay. Connor Mack. Who do you think with a sec? There's always a sexy pick. There's always a story pick. There's always somebody, you know, that has a cool name. Like when, oh, was it wicked strong? Cause everybody, you know, it's wicked strong. Uh, I can do that well because yeah, that's can, my accent. Yeah. Uh, but, wicked strong. Yeah, what is that? That's like, that's like Irish, <laughs> English, and oh, fucking slap each other. Yeah. Uh, wicked strong. All right. So, who do you think is sexy? Is there a sexy, English? Is there a sec? Is there a sexy pick in here that people are going to be betting? Not that you guys are betting. I don't know. Not with this twenty. I don't think there's really a sexy pick. Do you think there is? Well, you I think the sexy pick could be Carmusha board. Carmusha board. Okay. No, I think the favorite. I think the favorite's the sexy pick, and that's Probably. just another reason not to be anywhere near that one. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, it seems <laughs> to me like Rocky World's taking a lot from what we're talking to people mm-hmm. too. Maybe that. I thought I'm he a little was enamored. I thought he yeah, was yeah. a sexy pick at Santa Anita. Once again, I was totally wrong. Ed DeRosa and I both talked about. I, I said I, I if he I like the horse a lot, but he's going to get overplayed. And he was actually an overlay when he went off. So yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. If Rocky, if Rocky World wins the Kentucky Derby, I will walk from here to Santa Anita. I love oh, it. That, that's right. That. That's, that's, that's on tape, baby. That's, that's on tape. Wow, wow. Um, 
that's a ballsy statement right there. That's a long <laughs> that walk, is. man. I just made that ride. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, it's a little closer than our house, Santa Anita. So, uh, I'm totally kidding, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore, no, Ryan. Fuck you. Fuck in. you. That's staying. <laughs> locked in now. Um, no, no um, but there is some stories. I just, you know, off cuff a little bit. I know it's non-handicapping, but the Hot Rod Charlie bought by the frat boys there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. wondering if, if people are going to take these, like, and bet, you know, those type of things. Um I'm wondering. Maybe Hot Rod Charlie, Midnight Bourbon. Those are two that I looked at right there at nine and ten. And I'm still looking. Um, this race just fascinates me. So I'm still going as we, you know, we still got yeah. a couple days. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought soup and sandwich was gonna be, and I was kind of like hesitant because I, I, I'm gonna play him definitely. And uh um I am too. And I thought he was gonna be that, but it doesn't seem like it. I don't feel like it, you know. I don't think so. Yeah. Real quick, I don't think soup and sandwich wins. But, real, uh, real quick, Circus yeah. Sports to Santa Anita is 257 miles. <laughs> he looked it up. <laughs> you got to get some. How many furlongs is that? How many <laughs> furlongs is that, AJ? Times it by eight. Hey! hey there he is. There you go. How many meters? Baby. Oh, come on, bro. What's a meter? Oh, baby steps. Yeah. We need Joe or yeah. uh, Canison for that. All I right. Know. All right. So, anything else for uh, Connor before we let him go? No, no, I like his picks there. I do, I do too, especially, especially the one that I said I was going to walk to Santa Anita for. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Official. All right. You guys got any I'm love one, for uh, Hidden Stash? 100% that's my, my, my favorite I'm so, in this race now. I'm sorry, Hidden Stash. Stash? You got any look at that horse? Hidden Stash is a kind of underneath horse? Yeah. Um. He, I mean, obviously, it's a horse, I think, that could, you know, pick up the pieces. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Yeah. But, you know, that's what I, think, I would yeah. say that's about it, though. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's where it's at. I mean, listen, if you're playing the super, like that's why it's going to pay. Like you're hitting the yeah. fourth horse here. It could yeah. be. There's not a horse in this thing that I say can't run fourth. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's super fun. So wide open. Um, nah, it's just. That's why it it's great. On my that's face makes me so happy. I know. Yeah, oh, and that's why it's better than it was last year. Because last year I feel like it was more. We saw more of the horses. We don't really see that. We much. did. You know, um, I'm voting for Rock Your World big time now. I mean, yeah, 100%. All right. Thank you, Connor. Thanks, um, Connor. Cool. Always Thanks, a pleasure. Guys. Man. Anytime. Let and me make- know. I'm willing to be- come on. I love it. I love right. Thanks, Connor. And make sure you guys check out Connor's show on Pub Sports Radio on YouTube. He's on what, seven days a week, just about. Yeah, right now, MLB heavy and i do nba we do nba that'll be everyday playoffs so mlb uh and mlb right now every day and then we'll get into footballs rolling around the drafts tonight so you know big football fans draft so yep bunch of fun love it i love handicapping sports so (laughs) yeah yeah no it's great that's great thanks so much connor for jumping on thank you man good having on the show finally yeah i know anytime thanks guys i appreciate it all right see you later buddy all right ladies and gentlemen the long-awaited return of the underground clown, our buddy Jason Cassa, the cashier, Cash him. joins us again. Thank you, Sarah. That was that was well timed. Jason, what's up, man? <laughs> hey, uh, been working on the Derby and just excited about this year. You mean this year in general that we're out of like the COVID <laughs> restrictions, or do you mean this year's Derby? Yes, a little <laughs> bit of everything. <laughs> All right, good. What are your thoughts on the bubonic plague? 
Well, I don't like bourbonic in the. Uh, oh, yeah. There it is. You can't catch Jason off guard. He's no, no. on his. I think he was listening apparently to our last guest because no, we talked about the bourbonic. I know. Pledge. Wait, it's uh, actually really awesome yeah. that we have our whole like clown team. We yeah, have like, the like, wow. fourth clown of the apocalypse. We have our underground clown, and of course, you have us. You can't get rid of us. <laughs> yeah, well. So it'd be cool if we turn into like an awesome robot like Voltron or something. We'd be the worst robot ever. The mega, <laughs> like Megazord. Ryan, you've met us. We yeah. have wrote now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't even know what the part AJ would be of the I robot. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but uh, Jason, it's so good to see you. Thanks for, for jumping back on. We're very excited to to talk and get who you're playing this year for the, the Derby. Yeah, always a pleasure to hear Jason's picks. He knows what he's doing. He plays all the time. And he's always he's a professional handicapper, we could say. Yeah. He's out there doing it. Over there in Maryland, right, Jason? Yeah, Jason's in Maryland. Yes. Oh, over there doing his thing in Maryland. And uh, obviously, the Preakness is exciting for him because yeah. he's in Maryland. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the Kentucky Derby, we're going to talk about it today. Jason, break it down for us. What's going to happen in this race? What do you think? All right. Uh, the, my pick on top is highly motivated, uh, the 17. Highly motivated. Uh, I think that's uh, – well, I know that's Chad Brown. I think it's Castellano is the jockey this year. And, and – um, that's my pick on top, and I'll get into um, more about the whys uh, in a second. Uh, my That's my A horse. And then my B horses in the Kentucky Derby are the 14, Essential Quality. He's the favorite. Um, the 8, Medina Spirit. And the 9, Hot Rod Charlie. Those are my uh, 14, 8, and 9 are my B horses. And my seahorses are the 7, 11, and 10. 7, Mandaloon, 11, Dynamic 1, and 10, Midnight Bourbon. And I'm actually tossing the uh, 15, Rock Your World. Um, but a lot of people like that horse. If you like the horse, obviously uh, use, it, use him and adjust uh, anything that you hear that you like. Adjust that into your strategy. Um, now, my reasons for these uh, horses, I, I uh, handicapped the race, first of all, and I've been, uh, I, I've watched a lot of Kentucky Derbies where I've handicapped the Derbies, and I kind of, uh, I see this race playing out a lot like the uh, 2012 Kentucky Derby. Um, that was the one where um, uh, Bodie Meister actually led it in, into deep stretch, and then uh I'll have another uh, came and won the race. And I think that same uh, style of uh, race is going to play out here. Um, for Bodie Meister, I believe it's going to be Medina Spirit. I think um, out of the gate, I actually think he can, he can get in front of Rocky World. Um, you never know if Rocky World does surprise me and runs a really uh, strong race. Um, it might be him instead, or it might be two speeds, but I think Medina Spirit will take over and he's going to carry the lead into the stretch and go as far as he can. And for that reason, he might actually be a key underneath this year. Um, the the superfectors are back up to a dollar. So um, I may do a gimmick where I use Medina Spirit exactly fourth for one dollar and then put my contenders on top of him and kind of a cheap gimmick ticket. But I'm also going to look at the 50 cent tries, which is a little more affordable more horses um i might again use them exactly third and exactly second in an exacta and i'll since he's a b horse i'll probably use him 
underneath my um, Oaks Derby double where I have uh, travel column, the six and search results to 12 um, from the from the Oaks. Those are my picks for the Oaks, six, 12. So I may, I may end up using my Bs in, in the double, but um, I think somebody's going to have to run Medina Spirit down. And, and I, unless he improves, which I thought we might see there in the Santa Anita Derby, uh, but I didn't really see it. Um, I think somebody will be able to run him down. Um, you, who's going to be? I'll have another this year. You, you've got the um, 14 essential quality, and he's kind of the easy way out, but he's a very, very good horse. He does everything right. He's got the right style. And, um, you know, there's some questions about the, the horse, and he's not really a standout for his price, but he's, he's a solid horse. And um, then you've got uh, Hot Rod Charlie, and he's he's a he's a solid horse. Um, he does a, he, like essential quality. He pretty much does everything right. Um, he's got the trainer that has actually trained. I'll have another in 2012. Same guy, Doug O'Neill. That's the same style that we're going to see. And then you've got Highly Motivated, and I just think Highly Motivated is coming in at, at a peak. I really liked his uh, derby work, work. It may have been the 24th of April. He looked really sharp, and I just think he has the perfect style. Um, and he'll be in that same type of position that um, I'll have another was in, and, and the price should be decent. Um, you may see Medina Spirit come down a little bit in price, but I think uh, essential quality is going to be really low, and your Mattress Mac might be betting $2 million or more to win. He's betting at least $2 million. I assume that's going to be an hour pools. So uh, that's pretty cool. So that's, that's my pick is highly motivated to win. Um, and if not him, then essential quality or, or um, hot rod Charlie. And then you've got Mandaloon, who's a bigger price. And, and he had that bad race he was wide early the last time, but um, he just wasn't contending at the end. Um, from that wide position and, and he didn't kill the horse, but he's, he's going to be, he's okay. He, he, he's, he's a good price. And then the 11 dynamic one, um, he was posted very wide at like a mile and a 16th, a mile and an eighth, a mile and a 16th down in Gulfstream. And whenever you're wide out of the post there, your, uh, your, your ground coverage is going to be terrible. And, uh, it's like going against a gold rail. So um, I upgraded those races. And then in the wood, he also moved pretty prematurely. And he looked like he was going to win until his own stable mate came from dead last and just uh, passed a, a slow field there. And that, that was a real weird deep track and everything. But, you know, he's, he's a long shot. I have him as a C dynamic one, but he's a nice looking horse. And then uh, the other, that other fuzzy C would be Midnight Bourbon. Um, he always seems to be uh, in the early group of horses. Um, he's a beautiful big horse. He's for Steve Asmussen. And, and Steve has gotten hot lately at the right time. Um, so if, if he, he doesn't really seem fast enough, but he checks a lot of boxes. He could be another horse that's hanging around and, and finishes in the trifecta. So that's pretty much what I think. I, I think we'll see Medina Spirit uh, take it to, to the stretch and go as far as he can. And I think Medina Spirit has a pretty good chance of holding on for fourth or better. And then one of these horses is going to come up. And I, I'm hoping it'll be highly motivated. All right. 
That was good. A nice breakdown. That was a really right? great, yeah. Um, very good. Uh, any Anything on that, guys? No. Right. No, I mean, if you want to expound on your Oaks picks, that would be cool. Like, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, tell us about right. the um, In the Oaks, uh, I like Travel Column. Uh, I think she's a good one. And Malatad is obviously very good. Um, Malatad has kind of had to run horses down. And at this mile and an eighth, um, I think forward position is going to be a little more important. And then you had, uh, I think it might be Ava's Grace, might be her name. I think she's going to scratch out, which puts the 12, who's my other A. Yeah, it changes yeah. the whole pace dynamic. It puts uh, Chad Brown's number 12 search results right on the lead or near to it if she wants it. She's going to go from the outside to get to that first turn from a mile and an eighth. But she might uh, chill from there and just like sit in second or something. But um She's definitely going to going to uh, capitalize off of the scratch to Ava's grace. She doesn't seem to want to change the leads, and she almost looks like a big turf horse. But Chad Brown's got her really good, and and again, she might peak um, for Oaks Day. So I've got travel column and search results. I'm I'm leaning a little bit against now it's out in the wind hole, but I can't uh, toss her. Um, the three, Clarier. Um, the three would be one of my picks. Uh, three, Clarier, and ten, Malatop would be a B. And then I have some long shots third. I've got the one, um, Paul, who's that, Pauline's Pearl um, for Asmussen. Um, she drew the rail, and Santana's on her, and she's kind of thriving. You know, she can break out of the gate and kind of relax into the first turn and sit mid-pack and then try to come out and make a run like we saw um, – who was that for uh, in Arkansas? We saw uh, an Asmussen horse super stock come out and do that same move. Um, so then Clarier is also an another good stalker for Asmussen. Um, Malatide will come running. You got the four is the uh, McPeak horse, uh, beautiful. She, she's a nice big gray horse. She, can, she has a good motor and she'll, she'll be running at the end. And the nine, um, is a 50 to one shot, Brad Cox, um, Luis uh, Saez is riding. I, I mean, the horse is, has good numbers and stuff, hasn't been winning, but 50 to one, you know. But my Oaks Derby doubles is gonna stick to uh, travel column and search results. All right. Oh. Fantastic, a little bonus action there with the Oaks. Thank you, Jason, for all of that. Yeah, that was, that was a really great breakdown. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jason. Yeah, so Jason going, um, uh, first time we've heard that so far. Yep. We've heard. Um, um, Andy's playing the Derby double. So definitely make sure to check out his picks for that. I think that those. Yeah, Jason, um, you're putting out your twit, uh, twits, tweets, <laughs> twits, tweeting your picks. Yeah. All right, six, go ahead. 612 over to 17. All right, 12. put it out there for everybody. And you can uh, follow along with Jason. He puts some stuff out a lot um, yep. on Twitter. I know that. And uh, what's, what's, your, what's your Twitter handle? I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's Jason Casa. Yeah, think it is. He thinks name. he thinks it's Jason Casa. Um, I'm up. I'm pretty sure that's what it is too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Jason Casa, check it out. Uh, follow yes. him. He'll put out his picks. He'll be watching. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Jason, for coming on and giving us your picks. That was awesome, man. Always thanks good for having me on. Good luck. Absolutely. Thanks. All right, Jason. We'll talk soon, buddy. Bye. Bye. Thanks. All right. 
another special guest, Ryan would say our most special guest, which he said for yeah. everybody last year, actually. Best one we'll have all day. This best, is a fa- best, this is a, this, best guest. The best guest. The best guest we have all day. Um, this is a face we haven't seen in a while. He's back at Pub Sports Radio doing his thing four days a week, I believe, right, Jimmy? And Jimmy the Bank. Uh, four days a week, I think, from, I'm going to say, 11 to like two, like every day or something. Yeah, yeah. Two, well, Tuesday to Friday so that we've opened up Saturdays so we can do focus on horses and hammer the uh, thoroughbreds all day Saturday. So that was the idea of Tuesday to Friday. Yeah, and Jimmy's definitely the, uh, I will say, um, besides AJ, the hardest working person. That's yeah. obviously not true. And, uh, and, and, and doing, doing well, a show out here. I mean, I, wait, it, it, wait, it's not true that Jimmy's not harder working than me? Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. That's, that's a bar. If you set the bar there, that's not even. That was a big insult to Jimmy. Jimmy, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. But no, absolutely no. Jimmy actually is one of the guys. I mean, we watch him go 12 hours uh, on shows before 14 hours yeah. handicapping the whole time, live handicapping, showing it. He knows what he's talking about with all sports. I know mostly from horse racing personally, but uh, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy the bag. Jimmy, thanks for coming on. Oh, I'm honored to be rocking with you guys, man. It's been a lot of fun uh, watching you guys climb in within the industry. I have uh, a lot of respect for your show, and I'm a, a fan of you guys as well. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Jimmy. We appreciate yeah, that. We, we appreciate, appreciate you, that, man. Jimmy. Listen, we're um, when I look at people that are changing, you know, that's one of the things, Jimmy, Jimmy. And his uh, group of, let's say, low baggers, um, you know, they definitely influenced us a lot and everything. And we're trying to change horse racing, I would say, to a cooler crowd, honestly. And Jimmy's doing a lot of good work there. Um, so but let's get well, into it. But, but let's think about this. This is the the low bagger OG. And this whole show is pretty much low baggers. Yeah, it's been right. a lot. Like, so I would say Jimmy is is almost the most influential yeah, person. Yeah, we've had the low baggers we've had on. We've had four so far yeah. on. Everybody. The, the older I get, the more of a low bagger I become. <laughs> <laughs> Drink up, Ryan. Uh, thank you, Ryan Dickey. Uh, all right. He's uh, that comedic relief. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody <laughs> mute him. Um, uh, anyway, uh, but so, Jimmy, we're going to talk about the 147th Kentucky Derby. And um, I'm sure you're doing something that day on your show all day, I'm sure. So you're going to talk about this a lot there but we're gonna hear it first jimmy break down this race for us what do you think is gonna happen and who are you playing well i guess the most confounding thing for me uh, looking at this race is how essential quality can be a two to one and whenever there's a fishy line i get nervous it makes me extremely uncomfortable and this is what i consider a fishy line a bigger favorite than American Pharaoh on the opener. It's just how do you make essential quality two to one when a tap at horse has never won the Kentucky Derby? How do you make him two to one when in that bluegrass stakes, he had the perfect trip, just an absolute perfect trip. And he just by a taint hair squeaks out a victory <laughs> over um, highly motivated. Uh, highly motivated. Yeah. Sorry, over highly motivated. And and I don't think highly motivated is a superstar. So I'm just thrown for a loop. And then I'm sitting there going, what am I missing? What am I missing here? 
I mean, 10 years ago, eight years ago, two-year-old champs were never the three-year-old champs. Never. And if, you had, if there was a two-year-old champ, my dad would write him off for the Derby. And he would tell me, probably not even going to be in the Derby. So that's my first issue. And then do I just toss out essential quality? Uh, it's a very difficult thing to do. I had hit seven derbies in a row before maximum security was DQ'd. And then last year, I was a complete mess in the Triple Crown. I had lost a lot of money on, on all three races. So, so I wouldn't say that I'm sitting here overly confident. I'm very, very excited, but I'm certainly not overly confident. I need Rock Your World to get in front of essential quality. That is paramount. I want him to kick dirt in essential quality space. I need that badly. My whole breakdown of the race, and I, I don't need Rock Your World to be in first. I just need him to get ahead of essential quality. If that happens for me, I will expect to win the race. I love that Irad Ortiz got the one post for no one agenda. I love it because it's exactly the type of difficulty that Irad Ortiz relishes when people are like, oh, how are you going to get out of the first post? You've never won the Kentucky Derby before. This is everything he wants, is to be stuck in a bad post and to show you what a spectacular jockey he is, a, the kind of jockey who will do whatever it takes to win. So am I worried that Rock Your World has never had dirt in his face? I don't know if he's going to get much dirt in his face in this race. Am I concerned that he's only run once on the dirt? Not really. Uh, I mean... I don't dislike the way Sadler's handled him at all. I, I don't dislike it. So I've created a betting situation where if no one agenda wins or rock your world wins, then I can't lose. It's just how much money am I going to make? So I've separated and, and I'm doing that because I do think this is wide open. I think it's an absolutely wide open race. And, like, you know, watching Maximum Security get DQ'd in Country House. It's Country House, right? Country, country House. house. Yeah. Country House take that at 82 to 1. I want to make sure that even with smaller bets, I'm covered in a wide open race. So, with that being said, and I don't want to just sit here and have a long monologue. So, I'll just stop. I've broken up the horses into three flights. A top flight, a middle flight, and a bottom flight. And I have a betting breakdown using that idea. Before I go into all of that, what do you think of what I just said? You had me at taint hair. One hundred percent. No, Jimmy, I, I like I, I actually um uh, and I know I think we're going to hear it from another person coming on because I talked about this with him. Um, the the one with Irad, I, I, you know, I, I totally agree. 
I think he's oddly going to hustle him out a little bit, get in the spot. He's already in the lane that he wants to be in, where everybody wants to be in. He just, if he breaks a little bit, he'll be fine. And I think Irad is that guy that will do it. He'll come out cracking him if he has to. And I, I do like that about that a lot with, with what you said. Um, I, the essential quality and, um, and earlier we had a, a, what was the bet actually? Uh, Ryan said he was going rock to- Rock your world. Rock your world wins. He'll walk to from Vegas to Santa Anita. So we're really voting miles. for rock your world just to add that. But the, rock your world right on the outside of, of essential quality, I think is no one's really talking about it. And you kind of did where I think that's huge in a sense of, because I think Rocky World beats essential quality of turn. I think he's going to go a little bit inside. I think you saw that with Tis the Law and Authentic last year. And no one's saying that where, you know, Tis the Law on the side, because he was on the side of him, yeah. right? But on the side of him, when you have a, a blazer like Authentic out there, he's going to go here. He's going to start venturing over because it's not going to go, you know, probably not 15 wide around the turn. Let's face it. So, I think that that's a big deal there. So I do like that with the rockier world saying that to beat essential quality. And they also, we did talk about earlier the him being two to one. I thought, you know, I, I thought that was crazy, but I guess you have to have somebody's got to be three to one, two to one. Cause I can't see a horse in this race being under five to one, really, if I did these lines, but they're never going to have a derby where they don't put that. And he's going to be even more because that guy's going to bet $2 million on him. So you're gonna have a horse that's gonna be like one to five. Yeah, he's yeah. That it's the Derby. He probably won't be as low as one to five, but he's gonna be real. He'll be even real money. Low. He'll be even yeah. money. Oh, even yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He'll be odds on, odds on. We'll say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so so I think those are very valid points. The and also the uh, and I'll bring this up later when I talk about it. The uh, the Sadler um, that turf to dirt things. He he's he's very good at. He's done that before. I mean, this is his type of thing. So him going to turf and going to dirt, that could have been a plan. I mean, I'm sure it was a plan, obviously, to go derby, but I don't think this is a big deal with that. No, you don't I think really want to see how he dirt? trains now on dirt. Um, I don't know how he's training, uh, but I want to see how he does because we did hear from Chip, he did say a big thing is that, that balance on the second time on dirt does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a real thing. So yeah. Thoroughgraph agrees with that too. Thoroughgraph uh, shows that a lot of times when the horse comes second off the grass, they bounce. Yeah, that's which is a strange thing, but um, I don't know. This horse just could be good. All right, so yeah, so Jimmy, so go on, tell, tell us your flights, but that's what I think about it. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I love, I love it all. And the sharpest thoroughbred handicappers that I know want nothing, absolutely nothing to do with Rocky World. And they're heavy, uh, very black and white about it. Uh, no, no gray area. So I'm very, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. So my top flight, and this is just in the post position order, and includes right off the top, my favorite long shot, who, when I mentioned it today on my show, I took a lot of flack for and that's the five sainthood. I think that we haven't seen what sainthood's capable of. I mean, that's easy to say. That's not a. And I think that Pletcher has something here, something special. And sainthood is my long shot. Whom, when I see what kind of odds he ends up at, I will decide 
whether or not to add a solo bet, because right now I just have exactos and trifectas. The middling long shot that's my favorite course is Obesis. I think Obesis will is that you know shifty a little horse that can move and weave in and out of traffic, and I expect him to be moving late. So I'm excited. I'm excited about watching Obesis and Foley's horse here. So my top flight is Sainthood, Obesis, Mandaloon. I think that the opportunity to put a line through the Louisiana Derby and then get the favorite at this inflated price is something that I will take advantage of. Uh, Medina Spirit, I know he's going to be sent. And I don't want uh, to bet Medina Spirit because you're going to have to pay the Baffert tax on it. But I do think that Medina Spirit can be very dangerous in this race. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie is, you know, very clear, uh, loved by a lot of very sharp handicappers. Uh, Midnight Bourbon, essential quality, and highly motivated. They're in my top flight. In my middle flight, I have Dynamic One, Helium, Superstock, Soup and Sandwich, and Bourbonic. I had to, I switched Mandaloon and Medina Spirit to the top flight and I took out super stock and soup and sandwich and I did it begrudgingly and I did it uh, when I crafted out when I set up when I craft the race I just think they're in a very tough tough spot in the 18th and 19th post and and it's it's an, a very difficult situation they put themselves in and I had to move them into the middle flight then in the bottom flight, I have liked the King, Brooklyn Strong, Keep Me in Mind, Hidden Stash, and King Fury. So I have $131 exactas using known agenda. I have a $5 exacta known agenda to the top flight, the forces. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 14, 15, 17. Cost me 45 bucks. And a $4 exacta the other way. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 14, 15, 17 to the one. In the middle flight, I have a $4 exacta, exacta known um, agenda to 11, 12, 18, 19, 20, and then a $3 exacta the other way. And with the bottom flight, I'm still going to use a $2 exacta known agenda to them, and then a $1 exacta the other way. I have the exact same thing with Rock Your World, top flight, middle flight, bottom flight, to ensure that if known agenda or Rock Your World come first or second, there will be money coming back to me. And then I have Trifecta using Known Agenda and Rock Your World on top. A $1 try is going to cost me $144 using Known Agenda, Rock Your World on top. And then St. Hood, Obesis, Mandaloon, Medina Spirit, Hot Rod Charlie, Midnight Berman, Central Quality, Highly Motivated. And of course, uh, you know, Known Agenda and Rock Your World, second and third. So that $1 try cost me $144. And I had to leave out essential quality on top of the try because I do believe I've spread out my action. And you it's okay if you spread out your action as long as you either win or lose. And I can't sit here with a, because it's I'm in Canada with a 60 cent try and have essential quality up there with no an agenda, rock your world and create a situation where you know if essential quality wins and i still hit the try it's you know maybe i with a 60 cent try maybe i 
make 50 bucks or something like that or, or lose 50 bucks. It's crucial, I think, for success in the long term of horse racing to either win or lose and not sit there and let that 20% or 18% VIG, uh, you know, dig a grave for you. That's funny you said that. Uh, you know who else has that philosophy, like almost like a non-hedging thing, is Jonathan Kinchin. Remember, guys, when we talked to yeah. him, uh, he said basically, he's like, you go in, do you win or you lose? Like if you start trying to play backups and things like that, he's like, it's not, it, it's different. So it's funny. Not said. a fan of the hedge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which is weird coming from a guy with a great hedge. Let's be real. I don't even know. What? Anyway, Dude, uh, <laughs> have you seen his hair? It's amazing. Oh, I thought you meant yours. <laughs> My bad. Um, no. Oh, oh, yeah, a great hedge. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I like what you said. Um, when, when See, you, Ryan gets it. When you brought up, yeah, no, I, yeah. Uh, when you brought up the fact of um, uh, uh, sainthood, which actually mm -hmm. uh, Chip Gerke, that was his pick last week. He talked about really like that horse even before the draw. And when the, he did the draw, so I really looked at that horse after he told us that. And it's funny, and we talk about this a little bit with gas earlier about an angle of when you look at two horses and one horse's odds are, what is it, like 50 to 1? And the other horse is like what fifteen to one. When I and I say that talking about King, uh, what is like it? the King, like the King, Sainthood, yeah, like yeah, like the King, where Sainthood should have beat that horse in the last race, and now we're talking a discrepancy. I have to grab that horse. Mm -hmm. If you like, because I was on uh, like the King, and I'm like, if you like that horse, you have to play Sainthood. You know, you yeah. have to because you just have to, and I think that horse is. It's one of those horses that could be peaking. I don't mind that play at all at 50 to one, um, which I don't even think he will probably be over that. I think, yeah, no, I like Sainthood. Um, especially once you rewatch the Jeff Ruby stakes and you really watch his move there. Um, if that, if that race was, yes, he should have won it. If that race was any longer, easy win. It was the what stakes? Jeff Ruby. Stakes. stakes. Oh, I thought no. she said Jeffrey B. Yeah. That's why I was like, "Wait, that's not it." Yeah, yeah the Jim Beam stakes. So no, Jim Beam really stakes. It was, it was the Jim Beam stakes at um, one point. You didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't. I don't think you should have took heat. You said you took heat for that on your show, the Saint Hood one. I did, I did. There was a lot of uh, saying that that of the fifty to ones, that is the wrong fifty to one. I loved the character that the horse showed after getting stopped because a lot of horses won't start up again. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was, I like, I like what I saw there. You have to ask yourself, I mean, what's, what are the prep races that you respect? I found that extremely difficult. I mean, that's got to be the, when you begin your Kentucky Derby study, I mean, which of these races am I going to believe in? And then you got to look at certain spots like, like, like Hot Rod Charlie. I mean, it was, um, I mean, do we, there, there was, Hot Rod Charlie is a very strong horse with a very high cruising speed, but which of these horses do we think were, were you know, afraid of the California horses? And the whole California prep field got, kind of messed up when life is good got hurt and we knew that there was trainers trying to keep their horses away from life is good and 
I tried to look at who who is you know keeping their horses away from from life is good and and that's the reason why I I think that Sadler was keeping his horse Rocky World away from life is good that was part of the reason why to start them off on turf I I don't know what to make of the Florida Derby and that's that's something that's just been tricky for me throughout these breakdowns is, is how much fate to put in uh, what kind of field did no one agenda beat it's clear that when Pletcher put blinkers on no one agenda he became a different horse and but I still I, I do question the competition in that race which makes me a little uncomfortable and I came very close to using Hot Rod Charlie a lot more than I am. So that's, those are the only things that are kind of uh, really sticking with me is when I hear that the, I don't get the central qualities odds and the sharpest guys I know don't like rockier world. And that just, it, I don't remember feeling less confident going into a, derby and that makes it exciting and we're not i mean i'm my bets total up to 400 and like six dollars or something 400 just over 400 dollars and i mean that's 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 a lot of fun i'm going to yeah. create a situation yeah. where i have a lot of fun with that it's not a life or death spot and it's not a spot where i'm pulling out a thousand or two thousand dollars saying watch this i'm gonna i'm gonna make a bet and i'm gonna pay a mortgage yeah right right so, yeah um it's it's uh yeah, the high ride Charlie is interesting because I feel like he's not being talked about a lot. And if you do watch that race right. with Medina's spirit, oh, it, he should have won. He, that's another one that really got stopped and started again with this horse is tough and he's getting better, but we don't hear about him much. Um, we don't hear a whole lot about him. You're right. No, we're not. We're not hearing about him a lot. Um, I don't know if it's because where he's to be placed or anything like that, but um, no, it's, it's not one we're really talking about. A lot. It's probably it's probably because his initials are HRC, and I would never back that. And we did hear, yeah. <laughs> we did, <laughs> uh, we did hear uh, about uh, mandolin there. With um, we talked to one of our guests on Rich from the Players yeah. Edge, just had Mike Smith on, and what did he said? What mandolin's training like? He's training really well, and he's taken to. Oh, he's taken to the dirt. He's taken to the dirt. At church. Well, it's the horses that train well at Churchill the week yeah. of, or the weeks later. Yeah, that's it's deep there. And Mandolin's the one he's really doing that. So, um, yeah, it's sandy and deep, I think. Yeah. yeah. We and, talk. Uh, we, we we talk about where where are we getting an advantage on the odds? You know, what what are the overlays? What are the underlays? It's it'll help you in the long run if you try to take advantage of those. Yeah, and, we talked about that a little bit. Um, Medina Spirit. We talked about that earlier about um. You know, the, what was it, AJ, 14 to 1 you can get now? And you know that horse will go off 7 or 8 because of Bob Baffert. Yeah, 14 like, to 1 futures right bet now. it now. Um, that's a good question, Jimmy, for you. Um, we asked this before, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, where do you think the underlays are? It's the derby. And we're talking stories. We're talking people are betting horses because of they like somebody's story or, or they like the name. Who's getting that money that they don't deserve it or who's getting it overlooked, do you think? Well, we already talked about the $2 million bet that's about to be placed on Central Quality. I mean, so clearly, clearly we start there. And then you made that point about why Sainthood seems like we're getting a very... So Sainthood, Mandolin 
are the spots here where we are clearly getting a wonderful opportunity that wouldn't be there if their last races were a little bit different. Now, I do think when it when you're capping a you know a twenty five thousand dollar claiming race, it's important to find excuses, excuses, excuses. I actually, when you're dealing with stars, I don't find it as important. Uh, Here you look for who is the superstar in the field. And the reason why I have stayed on Rock Your World when extremely sharp cappers have gotten off and want nothing to do is because he could be a superstar. And, you know, when we're talking about a horse that, you know, wasn't as expensive as superstars of the past. And, and Sadler is somebody whom I cheer for. And I think Rock Your World is, is, could be a, a superstar. And when I look at this group of horses, I don't know who else to say that to. I mean, I just, with, with the central quality, I mean, aren't we in the same situation that we've been year in and year out with these Tappet horses? I mean, how many times do we have to read the same story before we take it as a, you know, a, a fact right. that is essential quality going to come fourth or fifth here with a troubled trip, skip the Preakness and win the Belmont? We've seen it so often and essential quality. When I looked and watched, I watched the bluegrass over and over again. And what I was looking at was this, what was uh, the opening quarter was what? 23 and four. The half was 48 and 13, I think. Yeah. 48, 48 and one. I mean, he's not going to get a chance to run anything like that. So, or it'd be up in a comfortable spot. So he's certainly going to be in traffic. And that's enough for me to instantly think, well, don't, don't use him. Don't use him on top. Don't use him on top. We know that the, the trip is paramount in a 20 horse field. And thankfully we don't have the auxiliary gate. And thankfully for essential quality, there's no auxiliary gate because he could be one in that 14th post that gets smashed into by the 15th by the edge of the auxiliary. So I, I think that uh, I wish Superstock was in a better spot. I, I'm, I know he had the perfect trip. I mean, you, when you look at these horses with perfect trips, what happens when they get the perfect trip? Well, Rock Your World wins by four and a half, five lengths. So uh, this is about as exciting as a Kentucky Derby is going to be. Do you want to have a favorite that, that you completely believe in and think is going to beat up these other horses? Yeah. No, I mean, this is more yeah, fun. No, it's, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I remember that when Fusiachi Pegasus ran. I, that was the last time, I, like way back when I remember with Fusiachi. I thought it was just such a no-brainer with Fusiachi Pegasus um, that it wasn't even fun. And sure enough, you know, I made the Preakness fun though when when he lost. But uh, you know, I took I thought I thought Orb was a no doubt superstar, and I cashed ten k on the Orb to Golden Soul because I just took Orb to the field. I was like, Orb's going to win. The Orb is a superstar. 
and or and I was there that day, that rainy, rainy day at the Twin Spires. And when Orb came out of the muck and won, I was like, of course he did. Like it was so <laughs> simple to me. <laughs> Little did I know yeah. that would never win again. And I was extremely fortunate <laughs> that, there was, that there was mud that, that day. Yeah. So but the the orb the orb race was the beginning of a real big run for me on these big big races and and losing with maximum security was one of the lowest days of my of my gambling really it, was really, it really was one of the lowest days of my gambling that night i also went uh, oh for six on ufc that night <laughs> and i was like i was at a party you know for the derby down in costa rica and I, it was everyone's celebrating and i'm like trying not to sob in the corner down you know like down so much money and uh yeah and then last year was different because i was losing the triple crown races but i was so thankful for horse racing and i really believe that horse racing had led us through the toughest times in society and we had all these new eyes on horse racing so losing last year didn't hurt me or affect me i mean it made me question my ability but it didn't, it didn't make me sad i was i was actually on uh jimmy's show when authentic ran and we went back and forth a little bit because you threw him out that day when he ran that day you remember the day like wh wherever it was he was and he looked short and and, and i was like listen I, i'm telling you this is gonna win a derby and jimmy's like no way he'll even be in the derby i think that was your exact <laughs> words wasn't it jimmy you said there's no way yeah. this be in the derby i i blame mike smith i blame all soft hands mike <laughs> smith for everything he Jimmy really messed he messed it all up for me. I got, it was very confused. He, he's just such a lazy jockey. Man. <laughs> they call him like, look at how, look at, he's, he's a playmaking jockey. He really waits for his spots. He falls asleep out there. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you knew that, and I'll say the story again. I tell it a lot because we were told it. We had the story. I might have told you this, Jimmy. I don't know. I probably should have. That the story was, and this was straight from Brown. 100% you said it on the show. To the ownership. No, I don't know if I told Jimmy though. Um, on that show you did though i did yeah yeah oh yeah where, where, oh yeah where baffert's yeah. he had the earplugs yep. and yeah. i think that might be real at this point like i said that might have really happened because it seemed like it after you watched yeah. him running the classic in the derby you're like oh well, something happened here but uh but uh, i mean that was that was yeah yeah jimmy totally said this horse won't even go there's no way he might go to the pat day mile at this point <laughs> See what you get for making such a bold he prediction, swore, Jimmy. He swore oh. Oh, I'm used to being called out for the errors in judgment that I, no, that I made. It was just funny though, because yeah. it was, and he actually got me questioning too, going, he, he's probably right. I'm like, but I, I think I said my word was, well, Jimmy, I don't know if he'll win a derby, but he'll probably be in the derby. Like, no, I, nope, no, he's not going to the derby. Um, which, which is funny, but, uh, but yeah, Mike, Mike Smith got there on every, he got over, listen, he went off what, eight to one? Yeah, you weren't the yeah. only one thinking that. So it was a beautiful price. Yeah, it really was. Um, but, but yeah, that yeah. What? Let me ask you finally, Jimmy. With with everything, we'll wrap it up because I'm really curious to know. That being said, what you said uh, about horse racing coming into its own on a lot of these eyes. Does this Derby feel more special to you this year, being the same time in May or anything like that? The field being better. Let's not say better with the horses. People probably get mad about that. But 
The only reason they don't seem better is because we watched the other ones run for six but, more months, yeah. guys. So that's yeah. why. But uh, is this is this a little bit of a more special derby for you? No, no. The September derby was extremely special. The the way that horse racing was able to bounce back in throughout the pan, pandemic was inspiring. And horse racing led the way through these extremely tough times. I'm we're still in a lockdown right now. Uh, you know, in Canada, we're always like you know, America's little brother, you know, or or something like that and we we always feel like there's there's a talk in the press like the, the, the ignorant Americans, you know, with uh, their gun laws and their racism and all that stuff. And we have the same racism up here. And when we watched what was going on in America with the crimes against, you know, the black Americans, we were appalled, but we weren't able to put a mirror on our society. And that's what we started doing. We started looking at all the problems we have in Canada. When America started opening up in the pandemic, we were like, these fucking idiots, what are they doing? This is going to blow up in all their faces. And it didn't. When, when the Rangers had a sold out baseball game, they had 12 uh, positive cases per 100,000. And everyone in Canada is like, watch, it's a super spreader event. Now, now they're at 11 positive cases per 100,000. The America does everything big, you know, whether it's popcorn or movies or guns, whatever it is, they do it big. And America has done so much better in this pandemic than Canada. We still have Woodbine shutting down. We don't have any, all the families that use horse racing to feed their children. They're all working in America and not working in Canada. So I thought that September Derby, I, the whole thing, the, the, the Belmont Preakness and the Derby last year, I thought were extremely special and extremely inspiring. And it made me love America, that they keep moving forward. And if they're going to get a couple black eyes, so be it when we just curl up in the corner and, and cover ourselves, America goes out towards the fight. So I thought last year's Triple Crown was absolutely spectacular. I loved it. We needed it so badly. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, so no, uh, last year's Derby meant so much to me. Yeah, no, thanks, totally. Well, well put, you know. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Canada, Shout out America. NBC from Canada just called and said, Jimmy, uh, you need to leave. Uh, yeah. Getting kicked out of Canada now. Uh, but no, but no, no, absolutely. And and Jimmy, listen, you were, you were a big part of that, you know, still doing the shows and doing everything. Um, we all watched you. You're right. When I think back at it now of everything going, like just thinking back, like what did we have besides horse racing? We well, really it's funny because you said you said horse racing bounced back. They never left. I mean, they 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 were going strong through the whole thing. It never seemed like. I mean, there was a lot of tracks that just. Well, I was talking about along the we, whole we time. That, it was awesome. We talked about that with Vic Stoffer, where I thought the most offensive thing I saw in these awards they gave out, like, I mean, they were silly awards, but but yeah. 
they nominated the best tracks and Oakland wasn't even on the list of best oh, tracks. Yeah. And they, they were the ones, Oakland was the ones that set the They kept trends. running when the pandemic first collapsed. They had fans everything. outside watching yeah. through the gates. I don't know if you ever saw the pictures, yeah. like the fence. Yeah. They were fans at the fence, like piled on, like watching. Outside of some concertina wire. Yeah. yeah whatever, exactly. However you say it. Exactly. I mean, Santa Anita made the bubble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but the fact that Oakland wasn't nominated, that was crazy. But Oakland was, but don't forget Will Rogers. Yeah. Those yeah. Shout but, out Will Rogers. 100%. Will Rogers got us through. I mean. Uh, Foner. Yeah. yeah Will, Foner, Foner too. Yeah. yeah. Those tracks. I mean, uh, it was. Like I didn't, I didn't miss one day when they shut all sports down. We didn't, our show didn't stop for one day. We went right into horse racing and it's always been a dream of mine to be able to hammer horse racing every day, uh, much to my family's chagrin. I guess the issue is, is that I enjoy, there's nothing I'd rather do in the world, in the world. And now it's easy for me to say I'm 41. So, you know, and I've been in a relationship for 12 years. So sex is becoming a little less appealing, but there's nothing I'd rather do in the entire world than bet horses. And so one of the things that happens to me when I start betting horses is I start enjoying life to the fullest, which means I start drinking. And <laughs> also yeah. one thing I love having a few drinks in the daytime, you know, is it makes sex more appealing <laughs> <laughs> only for about two hours <laughs> and then, and then you lose your strength. But in saying all that, two whole hours. <laughs> in saying all that, I I drank a little too much while we were betting every day, and uh, you know I come from a family of thoroughbred handicap losers at thoroughbred handicapping and alcoholics. So that was the only uh, my my family did not like me, and I would lose my mind. I mean, you guys saw I would be screaming oh, yeah. nonstop, losing my shit because it's the most exciting, most fun thing to do that I can think of in the entire world. So, uh, I, I horse racing completely carried me through the stretch of the pandemic, and now today, as we speak, there's about sixty five low baggers in Vegas, and they're all at gas stations house tonight for a barbecue. We're there, and 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 that doesn't make me. At all, I'm not even really jealous. I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful that America fought back against the pandemic, wasn't scared of the pandemic, and now they're opening up and they're creating a situation where my friends can that we cap together every day from all over America and all over Canada can build relationships. And it wouldn't be happening if it was Canadian, if it was was in Canada, because we're little bitches. (laughs) little bitches up here and how we've handled the pandemic is just fucking awful awful well but jimmy we do have to thank you for creating you started this community that have now ballooned we were joking about it with gas and tom of like we're all strangers that met on the internet we all decided to go to vegas and meet in person yeah tom had to tell his wife that i mean a bunch of guys i met on the internet uh as much as we'll be missing you tonight we are very thankful for this community we and all these friends that we all now have yeah and the friendships just are going to grow and grow and grow and then exactly and i'll be there very very soon with a bottle of water that's just vodka don't worry all right thank you jimmy, jimmy. uh yeah, yeah absolutely uh make sure you guys check out his show up pub sports radio on youtube yeah thank you yeah absolutely yeah. check it out jimmy always a pleasure we'll thank talk soon so much, good jimmy. luck this weekend man and uh thank you uh thank you guys
have an incredible time and uh, run for the roses, baby. There exactly. you go. See you, Jimmy. Jimmy. Our next guest is a true and utter degenerate. And he's so much of a degenerate that he's actually part of a new uh, wonderful thing in the horse racing realm called Degen Nation. We all know him. We all love him. Swift hitter. Swifty, where are you at, bud? What's up? We're at golf right now. Me and my buddy Tom, we were, we're hanging out with uh, Jose D'Angelo, the trainer. Uh, he won. He had a win before we got into the winner's circle. And then we're just hanging out. We're getting ready for uh, Derby Day. I was supposed to go to the Derby, but concert tours out. So I'm, I'm just chilling at golf. That's right. You had the big uh, futures bet on concert tour. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tough luck there, Swift. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. Um, we won't take up too much of your time. I know you got some handicapping to do at Gulfstream. Uh, you know, take over Miami later on. We already know this for a fact. So uh, let's get into it. How do you think this yeah. movie? How do you think this okay. I'm trying to hear. I'm trying to hear. I should, I should go be professional and, and not be in a fucking track. No, this is the perfect place for you to be. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We, we wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, this is like true degeneracy right now. But yeah, if perfect. I don't hear you guys, I'm sorry. I'm being a degenerate right now, betting golf. It's all right. Well, all right. So tell all us, right. The, uh, tell us about the Derby, how it's going to break down, and what are you playing now at the Derby? I'm, I, I'm settling right now. I think on Mandaloon. I think I'm going heavy on Mandaloon in the Derby. I think I'm coming to the conclusion it's going to be a price here. Everybody's on essential quality still. I, I just, I think this is the type of race that we're going to see a, a favorite lose. So. I can't see the value in betting essential quality at two to one, nine to five. I'm going to take a shot at Mandalore. Oh. Everybody rock your world. I'm, I'm against. I'm going to take a big, I'm going to do a big double, Cox double, Oaks into uh, Mandaloon. I'm going to do travel column, Mandaloon. Cox wins the derby, but just with his other horse. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. They say Mandaloon's training really well at that track, and that's a big deal. Um, we yep. worked with Mandaloon a couple times. So, um, I think you get a good value on that, Swift. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, what's uh, Jose D'Angelo? Say what's up. Say what's up. On a podcast. He's on a podcast. team's trainer. Oh yeah. Uh, what's up, buddy? Hi. Hey. That's that's a uh, Jesus's team's trainer right there. Good guy, Jose D'Angelo. Absolutely. Look, guest appearance, Jose D'Angelo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, only I'm here like... on the Triple Clowns. <laughs> no, um, no, that's all we wanted to ask you. We wanted you to break down. You're going Mandaloon heavy. Well, Mandaloon heavy. Yeah, are you, are Mandaloon. You... I mean, I'm going to spread in that race and like uh, pick six. I'm going to go deep in the pick six. I'm going to uh, I'm going to use Rocky World. I'm going to use Mandaloon. I'm going to use uh, uh, Pledge's other horse, not the rail horse, not known agenda. I'm going to use Dynamic One. I'm friends with the Rapoli people, so... I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take dynamic one, and I might throw in like another live long shot. My buddy, yeah, King Fury or Helium, Helium, just a live long like a long shot because I'm playing the two dollar pick six. I discussed that last night. I'm gonna spread in that race. I think the Derby's wide open, and uh, I I'm pretty sure I know who's gonna win the Oaks. So I'm gonna do some big doubles, and then hopefully uh, hopefully connect. All right. Uh, any other questions? No. Nope. Uh, are you playing any any sort of exotics? Like who are you gonna play underneath? Uh, oh, I'm gonna play the supers because they're a dollar. So I'm gonna key some horses underneath, and I'm gonna just probably toss uh, a couple. Like I'm tossing known agenda. I think I'm getting rid of him on my tickets. So I'm gonna try and wheel helium. I'm gonna try and wheel uh, dynamic one. So I'm gonna 
get them around the second, third spots and hope they connect and uh, hopefully cash on supers since it's back to a dollar. All right. Oh. Perfect. All right. All right. Sounds good, brother. All right. So we'll talk soon, buddy. All right. All right. Good luck this weekend. All right. Another incredible guest we have on our show. We got Big Gary joining us. Been a while. Thanks, Big Gary, for jumping on. Good to be here. Sorry, Big Gary. We're going to ask. Don't sound too excited. (laughs) I'm sorry. Your your check's coming in the mail. All right, Big Gary. You know Ryan Dickey. I don't think there's any. Yeah, I've seen Ryan. Hello there, Big Gary. I see you. So this, see you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so big Gary, how we're going to break down the race? What's going to happen? And what's your picks and plays? All right, what do you think? Kentucky Derby. Go ahead. All right. Kentucky Derby is what I've got. I've got a speed duel to the first turn with Maduna Spirit taking the lead, and. There's a bunch of horses on the outside. They're going to try to run as close to her as possible. Him. Central quality, highly motivated, soup and sandwich, and hot rod Charlie. And I think Maduna Spirit could do all these horses in. I got Maduna Spirit going to the first half mile in like 45 and change. I think Baffert's instructions will be get her out there as fast as you can and take her as long as as you can. So I think that's Velasquez. If you don't get that from Baffert, I, I can't believe he's going to try to get her off the pace. So that's the way I envision this race being run. I could be wrong, but that's how I see it. And so those five horses are going to be, there's going to be a group of five out there early, I think. Might be too early. Yeah. I see known agenda with Irad Ortiz getting a pretty good trip from the one hole. Yeah, I'm guessing he'll probably be maybe seventh or eighth around the turn, and that might be good enough. If the heat is really on up front, I think known agenda is probably going to end up being my top pick. Depends on the fractions. I think the other horses that I would consider to win, I think Mandaloon, I think he's going to come from slightly off the pace and rock the world, rock your world. I think Rosario smart enough to not get in the speed duel with them, but he's he's definitely the best closer in the business, and I think he's going to have to lay back a little bit. But I see those three horses. There's one bomb I could throw in there, and this totally depends on ridiculous fractions. Number five, Sainthood. You look at him in the Jack Ruby, he had all sorts of trouble in the stretch, and I'll tell you, he was very impressive the way he finished. And this is my uh, mind that bird horse for this race. <clears throat> I think he can come from way back. And again, it depends whole, totally on the, uh, the fractions, but I expect the fractions to be real quick and it's going to kind of, that's why I think they have some good, like the one with Ortiz, I think he's got an excellent shot at winning this. And, you know, this, I, you know, it's like a, as far as I'm concerned, it's like 10, 10 or 11 horses you can throw right out of the picture. I don't think they have any shot in the world. So that's the way I see the Derby anyway. All right. Um, okay. A uh, couple things there. Um, 
Yeah, I know uh, Sainthood's been talked about a little bit now, a couple of times now, um, kind of going the same thing. Uh, mandolin seems like it's been a hot play for us. That's mm-hmm. been the sexy pick for our show. Um, we did hear Big Gary from, uh, I mentioned this before, that um, Mike Smith was talking about how if they train well, he's training well at that track could be something. And if you think there's a speed duel up front, you're going with what number for the half? 45 and change. Ooh. I think I think Medina Spirit's going to go real quick up front because I think the only shot she has is to shake loose on the lead by herself. Himself. And Velasquez, I think, just going to uh, push her as long as he can. Yeah. Well, I don't think Baffett has a chance of winning this thing from off the pace. So. Yeah, absolutely. And we have to say that, Big Gary, you like to, because of the name Medina, you like to say she, but it is a boy. So we got to. Yeah, you're right. And it's not Maduna. Maybe. You got it right. <laughs> I thought it was. Yes. I didn't come on the show to be corrected. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, all right. So, anything else for Big Gary? I have a couple more questions, but go ahead, guys. No, I don't. I don't think I have one. I don't think Sarah's I, asked I, the question today, guys. By the way, did you notice? I don't think any of us have. Yeah. I did. I do. Oh yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. Well, do you like Gary? Do you, Gary? What do you think about helium? Are you high on that horse? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I I looked at it a little bit, and I'm, you know, she's one of those that I thought, you know, she she's I don't know, I I got her probably finishing, maybe like in the top eight or something like that, but I I just don't think she'd be on the board. Okay. Well, I think this might help sway your bet a little bit more on Rock Your World. So we have a, an official bet going. So if, if Rock Your World wins, Ryan Dickey is going to be walking from Vegas to Santa Anita. That's what he said. That 257 miles. 257 miles. 257 yep. miles. He will walk, he said, to Santa Anita from Las Vegas. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So wow. that sways you. I mean, do you, you have do you, do you have a horse in mind that you think can't possibly lose? That's why you're making such a no. no. I, just, I just I just don't like I just don't like Rock Your World. I think this horse bounces to high heaven and doesn't win the race. Oh well, okay. Well, for your sake, I hope you're right. Right. I, for my sake, I hope we I'm all right do too. at this point. Yeah. I think. Just for everybody out there, we're, we are going to document the trip of Ryan Dickey. I will yeah. follow him with my GoPro <laughs> with no water. I'm going to give him like this much water at a time and I'm going to go really wow. slow in the car behind him. Um, we should probably yeah. do that. So, so, like that so you think hot frag show, big guy, what, what would you, what, what are you going to play on Derby day? You're going to play him in supers. Now it's a no 10 cent super this year. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I'm going to probably play, I'm going to play uh, the Derby double. The Oaks and the Derby. Uh, Cause there's a couple of horses I like in that. Who's your Oaks? Uh, number three, Clarier. And pass the champagne. Yeah, there we go. My long shot play, Pauline's Pearl. All right. Yeah, Pauline's Pearl. That's my girl. (laughs) I like pass the champagne, too. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. You know, I just don't don't understand. He he, he barely loses to the the favorite, and he's 15 to 1, and the favorite's 2 to 1. I mean, the same thing happened in the the Derby. Derby. I I know they did 10 to 1, Central Quality 2 to 1. It doesn't make any sense. Make well, sense. Sainthood 50 to 1 and like the king uh 15 to 1, right? No, he's no he's, 50. They're both 50. They're both oh, 50. 50. 
Oh, I thought they They're were. Both, yeah, All yeah. right, so I made a mistake. Yeah, on that. but those those will be the Derby doubles, though. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Those are good der Derby doubles. So we've had Ryan. You should play that, and that way you might be able to get it rent to you Uber. <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to need all the help I can get. Yeah, you gotta, are you going to hedge your bet if you have to walk? Uh, no gray hedge. World? <laughs> no. No. Absolutely. They should. Oh, that's great. All right. All right. So, Big Gary, thank you for that with your breakdown. We're looking at, um, uh, you're looking at, what do we have? Uh, Medina Spirit. Yep. Uh, and you think um, uh, uh, known agenda on the rail could, yes. could be good. We've heard, we've heard a little bit of that. And Maybe we could start a pool on how many days it'll take Ryan to walk that distance. If Rocky About 257 days, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a mile a day is not bad. A mile a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. All right. So, all right, Big Gary, thank you. Um, right. Yeah, we'll no, that, that was a great Great breakdown and, and definitely yeah we are getting more a little bit more uh on sainthood we're hearing about yeah, yeah. Well, that's it we'll yeah. go over all those in a minute when we wrap it up yeah. all right big guy all right all right all right, I should all right i'll sign off yeah thank you thank all you right. see you guys yeah. bye well <laughs> that that what was fun oh uh, it was fun uh we had a lot of guests on we learned a lot of different things a lot um, of great breakdowns and a lot of different breakdowns of how people see this race playing out. Also, my dad is very um, woke in the fact that he doesn't judge genders in anything. And um, we will, we, oh, we've learned this a... about Big Gary today. Yeah. Um, Get woke, go broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt for Big uh, Gary that says that. Okay. Woke. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, so no, but we learned a lot from a lot of the handicappers and everything like that we did. Um, so now it's time for us to give. I know everybody's been really just waiting. I know. They waiting for these. Waiting um, on pins and needles for the. And for those of you who are turning out, thanks for joining us at this. Up yeah, yeah. If you just fast forwarded through everything <laughs> to get Ryan Dickey's picks on everything. Um, no, you don't want that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> please don't watch us ever again. And please give us your phone number. We'll report you to probably the insane asylum or wherever picks oh, up people wow. that are crazy uh but no but seriously, let's get into it guys that was a lot of fun thank you all our guests it was fantastic another great year we'll be back for obviously the, the Freakness. Freakness in the belmont we'll change it up we'll so, do our thing and uh stay tuned let's go for those shows, shows but yeah let's let's get into it it's great having ryan back into horse racing and it's an honor to have your comeback happen on our show yeah let's talk a little bit about this comeback ryan um i think this needs to be addressed uh mm -hmm. Uh, and this is where you get the hard-hitting things before you get our picks. Ryan Dickey has had a, let's just say, an interesting year. Ryan, there was a point where you were at Horse Racing Nation. You left Horse Racing Nation. You came out to Las Vegas. Now you have a job with Circa. So that's, congratulations on that. It's a new job. It's a fantastic place. We got to see it. It was great. Ryan, in the, in the middle of it there, there was a little bit of a time. Um, yeah. and, uh, it was about the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. It was like the, the do, start do, uh, of... Do you like feel like you need out. to address this at all, um, this situation that happened with Ryan Dean? Sure, I have no, no problem with it. I mean, I've been a big, huge fan of horse racing for many, many, many uh, years, decades, as a matter of fact. And, uh, you know, I, in 2018, I had a career and uh, I had a passion and a hobby. And that passion and hobby was horse racing. And I said, hey, uh, I want my career and my passion and hobby to coincide. And I'm going to 
I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to leave what I've got going on here. I'm going to move down to Kentucky and I'm going to try to make a living in horse racing. And uh, by God, did I fail? It didn't work. It, uh, I gave it a shot, didn't work out. And then as soon as things didn't work out so well, then COVID hit. So then the next thing you know, it's, you know, out of work for five and a half months and I'm moving from Kentucky to Las Vegas and I was leaving horse racing alone, but it called me back. I missed it. I missed it. So I'm back. And uh, even though I live in Nevada now and I can't legally bet the Kentucky Derby uh, per se, because there's no contract between the Nevada Paramutual Association and Churchill Downs, um, I will be making some wagers on the Kentucky Derby here in Las Vegas, uh, some, some fixed odds and some matchups. So uh, if you're looking for a place in Vegas to bet, you can always go to Circus Sports. Plug. Shameless, Shameless plug. plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. But uh, yeah, I'm back and I'm glad you guys had me back and uh, I missed it and I missed everybody and I got off social media and that's been actually a, um, a good thing for me. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have it be a, a passion and a hobby again and not something that I tried to have um, rule my entire life. So glad to be back. Well, I mean, first of all, I don't think you're over horse racing. Um, no. Let's just make that, uh, you know, the, like what's a degenerate? Oh, it's a degenerate. Well, Correct. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and also was, <laughs> when you, I don't consider you a failure at all. I think you went out there. I think you have balls to do something and, and I'll say that and you were doing things, but I see considering yourself a failure as soon as you started hanging around with us and calling yourself. Yeah. The I was going to say like, he's being nice. Yeah. If you're uh, hanging with us, I'm just showing you where you're going with failure. that. Ryan. Totally. I didn't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I but figure people. Could, I figure people could connect the dots and figure it yeah. out. But You're told, yeah, well, listen, listen, yeah. Well, listen. let's not dress it up and yeah. be nice yeah. about it. Let's but, just be I mean, real. In, in all seriousness, <laughs> if I come to three actors that are now doing horse racing, so we. Yeah, probably... exactly. But no, in, in all seriousness, you said the yeah. sport was calling you back. Was it the sport or was it the triple clown? I was say because I know it was no girls calling you back. It was oh! this. <laughs> Well, I mean, facts, facts, facts. It, it was the sport, but the vessel that that it was that used was the triple clowns. That was yeah. that's that's how it got me back. All right, you got to take the gondola across the river. Sticks, we are man. honestly glad to have you, Ryan. And, 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 and let me like, where are you again? You're in. Um, you're in. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I am. Um, before I get my picks, I just realized I don't have my past performances with me. Let me go. No. All right. We can't, well, we can't hear you, Ryan. We got you muted. Yeah. All right. Oh, I guess he's going to get us. Ryan is prepared as oh, always. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, so we've we've been doing this for, what, like seven hours in a row, and he just now has to go get his PPs. Oh, oh. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I forgot my past performances. Great. Great. Okay. I don't, I don't even know. We Where are in Ryan apartment right now. Uh, what? No. Yes, we are. Ryan had to go back to timeout. No. Yes, we are. We are. There he is. Back. He's back and back. back. All right. So, yes, in Las Vegas. Ryan. Yeah. So, we're going to start with you now, Ryan. Now you have okay. performances. Um, after hearing all these amazing handicapping, uh, we obviously don't probably need to get into a lot of stuff. So, it should no. be easy. Well, let's just all right. What's your picks? What it. are you playing? Ryan, even though you can't play matchups, I'm sure you'll go somewhere online or figure something out to do something. So uh, what are you doing? Here, so here's the, here's the fun thing is two years ago, the Kentucky Derby was the fiasco with maximum security. 
uh, and Country House being named the winner. And then last year we had the Kentucky Derby in September, and that was weird, fun, but weird. And so now we're like back to normal, but we're not really back to normal. There's not going to be that many people at Churchill Downs. Um, I only watched one race as it happened this year, one prep race, and that was the Arkansas Derby. I didn't watch any of the other prep races as they happened. I only watched them after the 20 horses were selected for the Derby. I watched the replays. I liked two horses. The two horses that I liked the most drew the rail and the number 17 post. The 17 post has never won. <laughs> the rail, it's been since what? Forever since the rail won. Everyone says don't bet. Six. Yeah, yes. 1986. Yeah, I learned that. So, too. of course, of course, when I did my handicapping before the draw, the two horses I liked got the crap draws. So, I am going with the Bob Baffert horse, what? Medina Spirit. I think this horse has a great chance of getting out and getting out cleanly. Doesn't have to be the horse that gets exactly to the lead, can be a horse that gets in that frontier. And as we know in the Kentucky Derby, when you get to the first turn, you do not want to be stuck behind horses. I think this horse has the tactical speed, and I think tactical speed is very important in this race. I think Medina Spirit has a tactical speed to get it done, to be in a good position, stalking trip. And as long as the trend of Bob Baffert horses leaving the state of California and all of a sudden finding a second or third or fourth gear that we didn't know they had, if that continues, I think Medina Spirit is the winner of the Kentucky Derby. Boom. Hmm. Wow. All right. So I, I am I'm very shocked that you you picked a Bob Baffert horse to begin with. Yeah. I know you're a big was... fan of, of Bob's. Sure. I am. But I like well, no, I like okay. I like yeah. Medina. <laughs> All right. No, no, I do like Medina's spirit. That's a horse that's been in my top five since well, I don't know, the past month or so since we've All really right, been well, talking let's, about let's get into it. it with you then. We got we got Ryan's pick, but why don't you give us yours? Oh, well, I just set myself up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> this is big mouth. Okay. Mouth. I know. Running my mouth. <laughs> um, so Medina Spirit, I do like um, a horse that I, I I kind of thought people would talk about a bit more than than what we have heard is Hot Rod Charlie. I really do like this horse here in this field. I think his tactical style is really going to help him out. His tactical speed is really going to help him out here in the nine post. Um, he is a winner at a distance longer than any other horse here. So he distance obviously is not going to be the issue for him. I do like Hot Rod Charlie a lot. Um, another horse, which I'm going to talk about these two in conjunction, is Like the King and Sainthood. Now, if you look back at the Jeff Ruby stakes, Like the King, yes, he won that race. Um, but Sainthood, if you really watch, which his his move that he he did in the Jeff Ruby stakes is a move that you're probably going to have to do here in a field of 20 horses. He got kind of walled off. He had to make a quick move and he really would have won that race. Sainthood would have won that race if that race was a little bit longer. But the, the fact that that horse can make moves like that is something to really, really put an eye on. Because like I said, in a horse, in a field of 20 horses, you're going to have, you're going to have those walls and whatnot. You're going to have to make a quick move, but be able to keep that pace and speed moving you forward. Um, so I do like Sainthood here. I do like, like the King I've, liked that horse since I saw him in the Jeff Ruby stakes. Um, this is Wesley Ward's first derby contender with like the King here. We'll see though, how he does. Cause he's been running on synthetic for the past few races. So we'll see how he does coming back into Churchill with their kind of deep, deep 
course there. So that would be my only concern there. Um, I'm sticking on Midnight Bourbon, part Triple Clown's angle there with the the name, but I also think this is a good looking horse. He did press a hot pace off of Hot Rod Charlie in his last race, but I do think this horse really in the 10 and then kind of being right there next to Hot Rod Charlie is really going to set those two up for a really nice race. Um, and then, you know, essential quality, I feel like it's hard to kind of throw off the board here for me. I would play him in an exotics, not a money horse. Obviously he's going to take a lot of money. We've talked earlier. He's probably going to be even money. He's undefeated. And are we going to break this break of having a juvenile winner win the Derby? We haven't seen that since Nyquist. So is this the year that it's going to happen again? But I've agreed with all of our guests that this is kind of a wide open field. There's a lot of angles you could look at here. There's a lot of talent in this field. So I do think it makes it pretty hard, but there are a lot of long shots that I think are very feasible to play here. I do agree with Big Gary when he said sainthood could be that mind that bird. Um, and I, I agree with that. I'm, I'm kind of strong, you know, really I, I give it to Chip who kind of turned me on to sainthood when we were talking to him earlier this week um, because I had been talking like the king for so long. And not, not really giving Sainthood a thought because at the point he really didn't have much of a chance to get into the top 20, but now that he's in there, definitely a really great horse, 50 to one. I, I would kind of play him heavy. So I would definitely do hot rod, Charlie Sainthood on top of central quality and your exotics, midnight bourbon. And this was just a tough, say half the field. You know, I would just put hit the all button. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> probably win that way. No, um, but those are the three horses I would say kind of I'm strong on. Um, with obviously a central quality, I would say definitely play that horse somewhere in your exotics. I feel like you kind of have to. I don't want to play him to win. But like I said, is this the year we're going to break that trend of having a juvenile uh, win, winner win the derby? Yeah, uh, and the last one was Nyquist, I believe. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked that. That was Nyquist, yep. I believe. Yep. On um, that did it, and eh, it was a while ago. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a grueling stretch if you do that juvenile, and it's a lot of luck when it's that. It's a lot of I luck. All horse racing is luck, but you're not getting babied as much as you are when you're older, and you can pick three races and just do them when you're two. You got to get there, get the points. But all right, so Sarah, those are your picks. There, mm -hmm. you're going a little. Uh, yeah, a little bombs away a little bit. And Hot Rod Charlie mentioned that well, wasn't mentioned much, which is an odd thing. Yeah, um, I really did think he was going to be brought up a bit more than, than he was. AJ, you want me to go or you want to go? I'll go. All right. So we've had a lot of people on today. And a lot of these guys who I applaud their efforts for <laughs> let's let's find a price. Let's, you know, let's pick somebody, you know, I can – I can win money on, but everyone's called this a wide open race. And everyone said that this is a beatable favorite. No, it's not. Essential quality wins this race outright. I give highly motivated a lot of credit for the, the race it ran against him, but this is a horse who came down the stretch in a duel that reminded me quite a lot of what we've seen tis the law and authentic do in this race the year prior where this horse held him off coming down the stretch, two horse race and looked very strong doing it. I think this is a horse that easily has this distance in him. And it's been a little upsetting knowing that this is a horse who's been at the top of everyone's list all year long. And 
just can't face the fact that this horse is going to win. It's going to suck because it's going to go off at like nine to five, even money at best. Um, and, and look, it, it, everyone's, oh, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of big long shots. And I'm like, they're long shots for a reason, people. Like, they don't hold an absolute candle to this horse. Let's be real. This is the, you want to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And essential quality is the champ. And there's no doubt about it. Five for five, over $2 million already at this point in, in earnings. This is your champion going forward in the Kentucky Derby. It's going to make a realistic chance at the Triple Crown, I believe. Notice I did say Triple Crown, not Triple Clown at the time. That was that was I found that impressive. Talent. That was impressive. I just, yeah, let me let me toot my own here a little, a little bit. Toot toot. Um, but no, I mean this horse is the favorite for a reason. I I held my I bit my tongue the entire time when Jimmy said he couldn't figure out how this horse was two to one. Well, I'll tell you how it's two to one. It's a juvenile champ and it's undefeated. Like that's why this horse is two to one. It's going to take a lot of money and it sucks. We're not going to win a lot of money off of it, but it is going to be your 147th Kentucky Derby champion. That being Ooh. said, I do have to find money somewhere else. So let's talk underneath plays. Uh, no. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, note agenda, obviously the rail discourages me, but I look at two horses or three horses in the inside that are all 50 to one that I don't think are really going to be around or near it. I think this horse breaks cleanly. I think it's got a lot of cushion there. So the rail does not uh, concern me as much. The other one is going to be the Wood Memorial winner who I picked at 72 to one on this show. I think, look, I know it's out there in 20, but I brought this up before it, it breaks dead last every time. It's going to come down to coming down the stretch. This horse finds a hole, finds a spot to make its move and make noise at the end of this race. Uh, this horse needs the distance. It wants the distance. Um, so even though essential quality is your winner, I like known agenda and I like Burbonic to fill out my top three. All right. Um, fantastic. Uh, and, and, you know, it's funny when AJ picks a two to one shot here that it's almost like he's going out on a limb because everybody was right. so against uh, the two to one shot. So, all right, well, hats off to that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, okay. So I'm going to go up and I'm going to go with, and I can talk about the horses and I will a little bit of who I'm playing, but, and I'll let you guys tell me because since the point system, everybody talks about what the Florida Derby and the Santa Anita Derby, correct? Mm -hmm. This is what these horses come out of. So why don't I right now, and they make sense to me, and you guys probably know the answer to this, who ran one, two in both races? They're all here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we got Rock Your World, Nina Spirit, Known Agenda, and um, Soup and Sandwich. Now, when we put these all together, the biggest odds on the table there is who? Soup and Sandwich. Um, so there's one angle, but I want all four. I want all four of them in my plays. I really like Known Agenda, and I remember before them saying that this horse just gets better with distance, and this is where it's at for that, and obviously the Belmont even more. Somebody said before, you know, do you think Known Agenda will win the Derby? I said, no, but I love him in the Belmont. You know, looking in this race now, I mean, could this set up for this horse? Because I think you're right. He can break out and do everything right. So I'm going to go with those four horses. I think Soup and Sandwich to talk about him because I know we hit on the other one. Soup and Sandwich, I think this is a horse that's getting better. I think he's got three races in. Sure. Should, has he gone against whatever? But I think he looked really good going, stretching out a little bit at the time 
in the Florida Derby. Remember, he's coming off like six furlong races at that point, six and seven or whatever it was. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Um, and well, he went a mile. You need my past performances? No, I got him now. I got him here. <laughs> okay. No, no, he went up. He went up a little bit. Went six and a half. He went a mile forty yards. Then he went a mile sixty. I like. I like. I like the progression. Who knows? I don't think he looked that bad coming home. He got beat by known agenda, which once again could get a worse trip than him. I think this horse could clear and could steal this race just because I don't think anything's out there. I agree um, with everybody's kind of overlooking um, essential quality at two to one in a sense. I don't like that with rock your world on the side of them. I really don't like that post. And I'll say it again, because right on the side of him, you know, I know they all break and I have to try to be straight, but there's a point where I believe Rocker was going to be a little out of him and he's going to start coming over. So what do you do then? I mean, it's just a fact, unless he just sits him back and he, they switch flip-flop or he tries to beat him or rock your world fades out a little bit and they go, both go together. I don't like that post. Yeah. with him with, with rocky world on the side of him the direct side of him and i do think there's something to everybody aiming for the favorite in the derby i think there's something there that's where you know you know jockeys keep your eye on them you know you know they're 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 beat this one to the turn but you know they're, they're playing strategy like we are so if you give me those four i'm good with playing those four and when i say that i mean um note agenda rocky world, rocky world. Uh, soup and sandwich and uh, Medina. Medina spirit. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm good with those. I think it could be a good run to the mm-hmm. turn. I do think Medina spirit's going to get pressed to the turn. I think soup and sandwich is going to get pressed to the turn. I rock your world. That could go one, two, three to the turn really easy. Horses I would want to talk about is hot rod. Charlie is not getting talked about. Obviously essential quality. But for me, I'm going to go heavy on those four. And really the simplest way I can explain it is you know, obviously I have my reasons for them, not just that. But listen, one, two in the Florida Derby, one, two in the San Anita Derby. Well, They're all in the yeah. race. And well, and you look at the history of Derby winners. That's what I mean. How many of them done, came out of all Florida? Come and from how many, there. Yep. And well, we talked about Florida Derby winners, not the horse that got second. Yeah, but even then, but even then, it's still the better race. Right. So, you know, and we, but we also touched yeah. on the fact of horses that run second. Like, well, Authentic ran second in the San Anita Derby. Mm-hmm. Honor you know what I mean? So yeah. let's let's go that route. Then, if we did it last year, we would have hit it. We did hit it. But um, you know, we would have <laughs> for the four horses. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play. Um, I do like that travel column and the pass of champagne, and I'll go heavy with I'll, I'll I will go with soup and sandwich. I don't I, listen. I, I know everyone's gonna say this is crazy, this and that, but I, I just think he's definitely gonna try to go to the lead. I think he has the potential to do it, and that's gonna be a horse that I, that's his only shot. And and I think he's going to push him to do it. I think Gaffione knows how to get a horse out. We know that, um, you know. And and I think he's going to push for the lead, have the lead in the Derby. And yeah, he might be short, but you give me him at where I think he's going to be over the thirty to one. I think he's going to be more 35, 40 to one. So give me him. Um, but I'm going to play him with with those, and I'll probably play tries, um, and obviously uh, with essential quality and not Rod Charlie. In the back and Sainthood, I do like that horse as well. Uh, I like that horse, and, I, and I'll just stick with that. And that's what I'm going. All right. Well, those are all very, some very solid, very solid, yeah, yeah. very solid picks. Um, I really that's I, early I to say. We'll see. We'll see Sunday if it was solid or Saturday. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> see Saturday how how good our picks do. But those are our picks 
The triple clowns and our honorary clowns picks for Not honorary clown. I know, sorry. Fourth clown the fourth of the clown. apocalypse. Fourth clown the of the apocalypse. Fourth clown of the apocalypse. He used to be an honorary clown, but he, he got promoted. He paid his dues. Yep. So. so those are our picks. I hope you guys enjoyed our journey with our Derby show for the 147th Kentucky Derby coming up. And so we're excited to have some fun. Yes. Good luck to everybody. And from the triple clowns, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. Let us know your picks in the comments below, how you're going to play, what sequences or exotics you're playing. And good luck to everybody. And I just want to say that this is the first time. Um, no, it's just apt. Actually, it's not the first time um, that a Dickie and a Johnson are surrounded by two nuts. As the famous Julie Brown once said, doodle, doodle, dee, wubba, 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 wubba. All right, yeah, Ryan, you just dated yourself and I knew what you were talking about. So, these so did don't. you. Well, on that note, <laughs> See you later, everybody. Bye. Triple Clowns is a production of the team at Big Umbrella. Rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Send us your questions at clowns at gmail.com and you may be featured on a future episode. Follow us on social media at Clowns Triple on Twitter and Instagram and follow me, AJ Ryder, at Troy McLean WWE on Twitter. Like and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. All right, guys, for AJ Ryder, I'm out of here. See you later, everybody. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children not allowed, 18 and over only, Triple Clowns proudly present to you the beautiful Sarah Marie, Mrs. Big News, the truck stop burrito AJ Ryder, the D-O-double-G Randall Johnson, and alongside a special guest by Ryan Big Dicky, and... <laughs> Oh, no, keep going. It was so good. Yelled in my ear. Oh, all right. And we are presenting to you our Kentucky Derby special, where we're bringing on the handicappers that are out there doing it every day. I know everybody's maybe a little bit like, you guys had a star-studded cast last time. You know, we have a star-studded cast every time. Every time. And we have it this time, too. They're not people you might not see on TV, but they're doing podcasts, they're doing other things. They're handicapping every day at the tracks. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing. So... We're going to talk Kentucky Derby. We're excited. We have Ryan Dickey aboard, and this is ironic, and the Triple Clowns present irony in any sort of way that you have a Johnson and a Dickey surrounded by two nuts. All right, and that's <laughs> basically what it is. We're going for it, and it's here. The 147th Derby. You guys excited? Very excited. I am now. This is great. This is, this is after that intro. I mean, how could you not be excited?